Ho, 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 everyone, and welcome to the inevitable and incredibly festive How To Wrestling Cinema Swirl crossover. Hello, I'm Kevin Mann. Join us, I am always in this... Oh, God, I have to mix up all my intros now. This is confusing. In this um, traipse through Tinseltown while also introducing people to wrestling in some sort of backwards way. Uh, I'm joined, of course, by my OTP, Joe Graham, and my girlfriend, Sam Chaplin. Welcome to you both to this How To Swirl special bonanza as we're going to review How To Muscles. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are things? Good. Yeah? How are you, Sam? I'm okay, thank you. Are you excited to do a crossover podcast? Love it. With How To Wrestling? Yeah. Now, this is interesting, because last time we did a, uh, a crossover podcast, we, you you kind of, you weren't watching wrestling that much, so I think you were almost wary or didn't know much about yeah. at your podcast. I was slagging it off. You are. You did slag yeah. it off. Uh, slagged it off so much that we gave you your own podcast. <laughs> and, uh, but How To Wrestling, you're obviously familiar with. Yeah. Is it, has it helped you in any way? Still been slagging it off, but so, uh, um, having a go. But I have the knowledge base behind it to be like, this is this is poor, and I know why. <laughs> and uh, Joanna Graham, Joe, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm well. Isn't this weird for you finding appearing on uh, Cinema Swirl? I feel so honoured. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a big fan of Cinema Swirl. Really? I've never told you to your face ever. But... I don't. I don't want to scare any big egos. No. Like, you know, but now that a girl likes Cinema Swirl. That's fucking awesome. We're, we're, we're quids in, you know. Don't um, tell anyone and please cut this out of the recording. <laughs> so tell me, you you actually have a, a murky past associated with Cinema Swirl, though, have you not? A murky past? Well, I mean, shrouded in mystery and <laughs> subterfuge and whatnot. I'm Joe the intern. You're the oft-referred to. Joe, I don't oft-referred to. Recurring character. Recurring character <laughs> referred to in mumbles, hasty voices. Joe the intern was responsible for most of Cinema Swirl's social media. Some. Some social media. The logo. And, oh, the logo, the mm. design, making me and Sam actually look cute as opposed to the monstrous men that we actually are. Yeah. <laughs> I think if the logo for the podcast was just a photo of me and you, <laughs> we'd have no listeners. No, exactly. I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to compete with the likes of Mark Kermode with our actual true form, no, you know? No. I yeah. mean, if, if Joe does the design for Mark Kermode, then, then we know we're truly We're snookered. We're, we're snookered good and proper. Mark Kermode, if you're listening... Any price, you know, just saying. Uh, Sell us out, man. That's not sorry. Okay. Seriously. I'm downgrading you from OTP to girlfriend after that. <laughs> so tell me, you also were involved, of course, in, in doing animations and whatnot as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, there's another one still to come out. <laughs> I'm not finished yet. See, this is good. This has always been my, my dream, okay, is to start up a series of podcasts and make the people on those podcasts be fans of the other podcasts. Yeah. Which means I don't have to worry about building or maintaining an audience at all as long as you guys okay. listen to the other ones. You just ones. keep making podcasts and introducing everyone to exactly. the podcast. Now, yeah. you might think I'm looking at two people who are very close and near and dear in my life, and you are very much so, but what I'm looking at here is two guaranteed listeners for Cinema Swirl and How to Wrestling, respectively. Yeah. And that will never go away. Okay. <laughs> the movie du jour is an interesting one. Uh, Joe, you suggested this one, I think, originally. I found it on um, one of the Facebook groups I'm a fan of. Someone posted it as a joke, like, check out this fucking awful movie. I mean, in terms of Christmas movies, yeah. I mean, people have been clamouring for me and Sam to look at Christmas movies. Yeah. There was a lot of ones that... You've not seen many Christmas films, have you, mate? No, not a whole bunch. You've not seen Jingle All The Way? No, I don't think so. You've not seen Miracle on 34th Street? No. I've not seen that. You've not seen Dudley Moore's The Santa Claus Movie? 
No. Oh, well, I'm just... Oh, man, it's amazing. The bad guy (laughs) eats candy canes and floats away in the end. To this day, I've never eaten a candy cane as a result, you know? Well, (laughs) neither of us are going to watch it. But Santa with Muscles, why was it that this felt like it was a good idea for us to all review? I think because we've all... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure out... I didn't fucking pick this shit. (laughs) You two have dropped me right in it. Well, it's Hulk Hogan, one. We all know about Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean, yeah, because when you're doing a Christmas episode, number one... Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Gotta have a racist. Yeah. I mean, it could be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's obviously a recognisable racist. But, but any... It's tradition to have a racist around at Christmas. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I mean, one of the main traditions I love about moving here to the UK is the tradition of the Christmas racist yeah. who comes in, you know, wears the racist hat, does, you know, does the dance, you know, all that, you know, puts the children in a bag, takes them away, makes them Christmas racist as well. Leaves racist presents. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that really made me want to, uh, I think, cover this one is the plot which I won't go into detail of because Sam doesn't know anything about it well I've not seen any films you've not seen any films you've not seen this film have you seen it Joe? no Okay. I've right. just read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia right now in, in, obviously in the build up to this because obviously crossovers are, are going to be quite different and unique and whatnot so I listened to last year's incredibly festive Christmas crossover mm-hmm. which had me Sam and Adam from the Attitude Era podcast reviewing Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler yeah which Jesus that ain't, yeah, that ain't no Christmas and I accept the fact that maybe having Christmas hats in the picture for that was a little bit misleading yeah. we weren't selling the goods that were in the tin with that label no. but this year I think we are very much being Christmassy although with that film we did have the kind of cinema classic label still pretty firmly yeah. stuck on there well, we, we, we went on a little bit of a rant about because we actually mentioned this movie by name we said we were going to do Santa with Muscles but I've not seen it it's not a Hollywood classic and then along comes Joe Graham demanding we do Santa with muscles. And that, I mean, I'm sitting here now and you might be going, Kevin Mann, you are nothing if not a hypocrite. Well, I say back to you, it's Christmas! That's my excuse for anything now. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it's Christmas. And having discussed it with Joe the other day, I think I might have seen this. <laughs> okay. I think I might have seen this. What do you mean you might have? I might have seen Because I, okay. I, I know that Hogan featured prominently in the, the, the VHS selection in the local shop in Delvin in Westmeath. So I think that this may right. have made its way through along with Mr. Nanny and some other... What, did you repress it from your memory? Have you like... Probably had to. Now, I'm not going to say Hogan's not known for... In, in wrestling, as in life, as in acting, Hogan's not known for his range of ability. No. So it's quite hard to discern where does... Santa with muscles begin and three ninjas high noon on Mega Mount to end, you know, because it's all quite similar stuff. Christmas movies, though, and Christmas generally, yeah, obviously has got quite a lot of connotations with with movies. For me, Christmas means movies, and I was wondering, Sam, as someone who's not seen any movies or films yeah. at all, what you did at Christmas. <laughs> Because, I mean, you've got the Queen's, you've got the Queen's speech, yeah. you've got presents, and you've got dinner. But I'm thinking there's a six-hour deficit there on your festive yeah, yeah. season. Well, I'm into the dinner, into the presents. That's fine. Into the dinner. <laughs> you wake up Head and you first. get yeah. inside the dinner. Like, into the Christmas turkey. Take yeah. off your socks. Like. So uh, I eat all the dinner. Um, oh, what time do you have Christmas dinner? It's my interest. Like, look. Late, well, I was going to say lunchtime, but it's kind of towards the middle of the afternoon almost. Yeah. So what, like 2, 3 p.m.? Yeah. Joe? Yeah, same time. Really? Yeah. Oh, When's yours? 7, 8. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, what do you do wow. for the rest of the day? What's that? Well, no, we, we have, like, you know you've had that at the Christmas now. We, we have a seafood starter around 11 slash 12. 
So that kind of gives you a line. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. Wow. Actually, I can confirm okay. it's really nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll have an avocado with that as well, you know, so you have a vegetable. That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. Then we'll wait for the rest of the day. There's intermittent snacking and perhaps drinking, yeah. but then you have a bit of room. Christmas dinner, seven bells thereabouts. Yeah. Then a little bit of a break, and then you fall asleep into your Christmas pudding around 11 before you realise you don't even like it. See, our Christmas was you'd have Christmas dinner at sort of three-ish. Everyone would go have a big sleep. And then they'd come back for like a yeah. second. See, that like seems like a the best thing and also the most antisocial yeah. thing. Yeah. Plus, it means you can drink really early in the day because it's a Christmas. B you're eating early. So. Yeah, that's true. So, what else is the Christmas Day pan out for you then, Sam? Then Christmas dinner at lunchtime. Yeah. Okay, and then you've yeah. presents before. Yeah. Okay. Presents in the morning. Right. Then dinner in the sort of afternoon. Because usually, what comes after that is usually. Indiana Jones or Star Wars or any of the movies Great Escape I've heard is on a lot at Christmas that's a big and you've yeah. not seen not that seen movie that. oh my no. god so yeah. do you watch films at Christmas not really no do you watch like Christmas I'm playing specials? with my toys mate that I've got for Christmas I'm not watching a film <laughs> <laughs> when I've got gadgets it's got all these Playmobiles yeah. stuff and all this uh, so you, you're not, not never been like a tradition of Christmas like any kind of not really has no. there ever been like a movie which you kind of would watch frequently over over Christmas no I, there's some Christmas films that I like I like the Home Alones um, I, th- I think I liked Elf sort of when I watched it I th- Will Ferrell he's a card isn't he yeah he says some funny things man it was alright that movie I think um, but aside from that and maybe some other ones it's, no not really my instinct is not let's watch a Christmas movie it's so Christmas that's not like that's not a Sam thing then that's a Chaplin thing Cause so it's not as um, if like the parents are sitting around watching movies and you're going ah fuck that like you know no but we, we also like go around to like family and see them and oh stuff, so, you, so you get in the car on Christmas yeah. day yeah wow. so there's like a bit of there's dinner and then there's off socialising with family members that's so weird that's such a Protestant thing to like you know get up <laughs> and move it, it is because for me in Ireland I mean in Ireland Protestant <laughs> bloody Protestant when you go around the house you've got to share that tiffin you've made you know I mean you've got to get rid I of it I don't know somewhere. what tiffin is no, right. I haven't had tiffin until after I met <laughs> you've mentioned so many times that like oh you Protestants with your tiffin I don't know what it is it's uh, it's in the cupboard behind your ketchup and your toaster which you keep in the cupboard that's why tiffin. it is it's Google it is all I can say. Oh, you know? It's really nice. No, I refuse. It's because you don't understand your own heritage. You just don't, okay. you know, whatever. Yeah. That's very strange though because, I mean, the idea of moving around and meeting people on Christmas is like so foreign and alien to me. So do you just stay with your immediate family? Like, well, we do family, but not on Christmas Day. Christmas right, Day okay. is like sacred, lock the doors, hunker down, <laughs> let's pretend like it's the end of the world and yeah. eat and drink all this amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. I have fond memories of my dad because he's like, he's a doctor in the village and he's very, you know, he's very friendly to people, but he doesn't really like, you know, socializing that much, mm. let's just say, particularly around Christmas. And I have fond memories of my dad literally hiding behind a couch on Christmas Eve as like an old man who wants to give him a bottle of brandy and have a drink. He's like knocking on the door. My dad's like hid behind the couch going, is he gone? No! Is he gone? Oh, and he's not a mean man. He's just, he doesn't like, 
socialize and that's kind of trickled down yeah. for me I think if I met I mean it was weird last year Joe came to my house for Christmas I'll be honest it was it was very weird there being someone there who wasn't okay so that wasn't in amongst loads of other family members ah no okay right how about you then Joe what's the Christmas routine in the, the Grum household well we don't really have a set we did have a set routine then we didn't because my parents divorced so it was a bit like scrambled after the age of about 15 mm. but um, for the first sort of 15 years or so we were at my granny's house in the middle of nowhere and that involved sort of watching the Queen's speech we'd all have to stand up at the end and salute <laughs> I'm not joking that's what we had to do now, that makes sense for you at least because you're uh, fucking English but my dad insists on watching the Queen's speech yeah, but does he make you stand up and salute well no because I'm pretty sure that's technically treason to the Republic of Ireland right. if he does that but... and sing God Save the Queen which we also had to do alright that's pretty intense yeah. but at least you're English why the fuck did my dad watch the Queen's yeah, I speech I thought you were supposed to hate us English we're meant to Queen. I think my dad just wants like a strong female like authority figure maybe in his life who knows right. I'll ask the same question though for you films of Christmas uh, I associate Die Hard as quite a Christmassy oh. film have you seen Die Hard? That, that was the, yeah. the number one on the cinema spoiler list that Sam actually has seen. seen. Yeah. Die yeah. Hard, yeah. So Die Hard's up there. Any other ones? No, not really. We don't... Oh, although I have Not to like say, Gremlins or anything like that. Would I've that not be? seen Gremlins. Um, me and my mum watched Joseph and the Technical Dreamcoat one year ah. because Donny Osmond took his top off. And he's all man. Well, how he's can a you hunk. resist? Yeah. How can you resist? Yeah. Can we, can we, do we do that one instead of Santa with muscles? I mean, sure. I mean, well, that's Joseph with <laughs> muscles instead, isn't it? That's what we'd be going for. <laughs> Joseph with muscles and a Technicolor dream couch. Yeah. And a voice like an angel. And probably In, not a racist. Probably not a racist. In know. recent years, I've started to associate Christmas with like singers like that taking their tops off for calendars and things like Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, yeah. I know way too many people who them themselves as an ironic joke or their mum as a literal thing that they like get the Cliff Richard calendar. Every oh year. yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely it. yeah. I used yeah. to have a that was my thing. I always had a Cliff Richard calendar when I was like thirteen until yeah. about seventeen. Any of my quirky friends who are listening to this now, who are like looking at their Cliff Richard calendar, who they oh, uh, there's at least six people who I know right now who are probably going, hey, I've got that. Uh, I mean, don't be dissing. Cliff's a hunk. Cliff yeah. is a hunk. There is intrinsic value for in his that. age, you know, for his age. And I'll point out, they never file charges. <laughs> They never filed charges, and there was not a proper warrant no. for that search. He was just assisting with their inquiries. Did they find anything? No. It doesn't matter, because it's not admissible, because they didn't file any charges. At time of recording. At time of recording. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be really bad if we really aged the podcast, going, oh, God, listen to them. They're stuck in that whole Cliff oh, Richards, no. not a pedophile era. A like, couple of years ago, we were fondly remembering Rolf Harris. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> For me, Christmas and movies are very, very strongly linked. I'm not mm. sure if that means because Christmas and drinking and lots of food means an inability to socialise properly. But I mean, even from a young age, I remember my dad being very strong for like... Because if Christmas dinners and things are being mm. made, um, my dad was always very much, let's watch a movie. And one yeah. of the ones that we watched quite frequently was Yellow Submarine with the Beatles. That was one I remember watching like... Okay. Like every year for a few years when I was growing up. It's a cool Christmas. It is, yeah. Yeah. Like things like, you know, Monty Python movies and stuff like that. That's kind of when they'd all be busted out on VHS. Came a time, though, I think around like 2004 or 5. One year, because Return of the King was coming out in the cinema and we had Lord of the Rings 1 and 2 on DVD. Yeah. We watched them at home and then we went to see Lord of the Rings in the cinema. 
So it was like a marathon, all basically. Christmas. Not all in the one day, like over the okay. Christmas period, split up. We'd watch like two of the Lord of the Rings and we saw the other one in the cinema. Yeah. And then the next year, my dad wanted to watch like all the Star Wars, like all the Star Wars. And oh. we watched like two. We watched, we watched the two that you and I have yeah. seen. But he's still in his mind that quite that we had watched all six Star Wars, and I swear to God, every year now he's like a man possessed. He wants to watch a whole series. He wants to watch like we'll watch. He goes, we'll watch a few movies. The Matrix. Like he, he, we'll watch the James Bond. Literally, literally, that's what he's like. He's like, I ring him up, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to coming for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll watch every movie Stanley Kubrick has ever done. No, we yeah. fucking won't. <laughs> I'm only home for four days. <laughs> so, I mean, that's always been a little bit of a, a stressor for me for Christmas now. Yeah. Which is like, my dad is just slowly building a fort out of all these DVDs. And I feel like I've got a lot of a lot of movies to get through now when we get home. He wanted to watch all the Rockies one year. <laughs> which is him basically turning around going, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to watch a great movie and then watch a diminishing version of that movie five more times after that. <laughs> so Christmas is also you got um, one one larger than life certain fellow mm-hmm. who's involved with Christmas. Yeah. I'm talking about man Christmas himself, old John Christmas, Father Christmas, yeah. Santa Christmas. Yeah. Santa Claus. Santa with muscles? No, okay. not Santa with muscles. A shoot Minus Santa. Muscles. Okay. Regular Santa Claus. Plain old Santa. Plain old Santa. Santa. Ready salted Santa. Now, where I grew up, people called him Santi. Right. Santi. Santi. Santi's coming. You have to like be good for Santi. Or? Well, adults, when they refer about it to a child, go, oh, and Santi's going, Santi! <laughs> Now, I'm just saying it right now, right? Was there some sort of law that when Ireland broke away from England that we lost the rights to Santa and we had to have fucking bootleg knockoff? Santi! It's like you've gone to a different Christmas promotion. (laughs) And you've got to slightly change the name. name, So Vince McMahon owns the rights to Santa, so we have to be Santi. It sounds like... It sounds like kind of like a place where you used to be able to buy hi-fis and socket sets yeah. and lamps and phones that has since went bankrupt. Go down you know. Santi, they'll have um, it. Pop down Santi, buy me like 24 AA batteries mm. and maybe a dashboard-mounted sat-nav, you know, yeah. for the car. But yeah, that's what we had. We had Santi. Right. Santa, Father Christmas, what did you call him? Because I'm always interested to know what English people... Did you call him Santa? Santa, Father Christmas. Did you call him Father Christmas? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I sometimes call him Father Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I I think... It right. seems a bit, like, old-fashioned, doesn't I it? I call him more Father Christmas than Santa, I think. Really? Yeah. It's so funny to me. Santa feels American. Yeah. I don't know if... Because little, little, tiny, little tiny English humans going, yeah. Father Christmas, it's so <laughs> fucking funny to me. Like, it's absolutely hysterical. Right. I I mean, because I, I work with children in my job, and I see all these little tiny humans going... Father Christmas is bringing me Lego. This I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I am going to laugh in your face because right. that is ridiculous. Father Christmas, cute. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's not Santi's not Santee. cute. Though. Yeah. Some little box. Santi's bringing me some presents. <laughs> some drooling, filthy child come out of a ditch. Ah, Santi. <laughs> <laughs> if you get rubbish presents, is it a Santi climax? Whoa! It's Christmas. <laughs> That's a cracker joke, right? There. Seriously. When did you find out that Father Santi was not real? Not real. Not real. As in, when did you find well, out... Well, he's been portrayed in films. I know that. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, as in, that the presents you got yeah. were not from this fictional Coca-Cola man, but an actual Ooh, fact from... the word fictional there, Kevin. No, um, I... 
Trying to do the whole, I still believe, I still believe football's coming home. But, um, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it was like so, a, it's like the idea of three lines on the shirt, but instead of talking about Gazzo and Psycho, yeah. they're talking about Rudolph and you know, Dasher talk and Blitz. Talk about Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. And Dasher screaming, three deer on a sleigh. <laughs> so when did you find out that he wasn't real? I can't really remember. I think it was just like a gradual because that's the worst way to find out it's like a slow reveal like you I think when no, the parents expect you to find out yourself yeah no one went like just by the way not real that Santa it, it was never a moment but you likewise though you never had the hand on the shoulder come on now Sam you, you should know you're old enough now to no, know yourself no it was more like just I think it got to a certain age and they just understood that I knew that that wasn't a thing. That's convenient if you're a parent. That's like basically yeah. your child figuring out sex for themselves independently. You don't have to have the talk. I had to do that as well. Really? Yeah. Fucking low work. Like. Put my dick in a present. I don't they, is it just they just set your work to do? Like, here are the things you have to figure out today. Figure out how to ride a bike, how babies are made, and that Santa's not real. They gave me black and white photocopied hand sheets that I like, want to, yeah, <laughs> worksheets. And, and a word bank as well, so yeah. you can fill out. Did your parents ever troll you with, like, leaving little hoof prints in the snow or leaving things out for Santa and stuff that would be eaten? No, I think when, when I did believe um, in our Lord and Saviour, Father Christmas, that... <laughs> <laughs> he got but, up on that wreath for you, honey. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I went along with it. There wasn't any, like, fooling that needed doing. I know some families who leave out fake reindeer droppings. Like, they actually buy... Like, I like that sort of thing. Did, did you yeah. put out, like, the carrot and that all those gimmicks then for... Because we um, used to do the whole fucking shit. Like, the carrot for Rudolph, plate of mince pies for Santa, and a bottle of Guinness as well. Jeez. That was the whole thing. Irish Christmas. <laughs> Irish Christmas. Right there, yeah. Irish Christmas, to be sure, like... <laughs> So, I mean, did you do that? Did you leave, like, treats and stuff? Because, I mean, cookies and milk is what you usually leave out for, for Santa elsewhere. Maybe once or twice, but I don't remember it that often. I just think now of all the times where my parents... Because, obviously, the, the stuff was there for themselves. Yeah. They, they get up at 2am, they lay out That's all why the, the Guinness gifts. was part of it. That's not tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, though. I'll tell you right now, because, I, mean, I mean, even now, in my 20s, I would have intestinal difficulty doing this. But I can imagine being in my 40s and cultivating an ulcer after having two children, having a pint of Guinness and a load of spicy mince pies at two in the morning and then going to sleep and waking up three hours later. I suppose that's dedication, isn't it? I'll be shitting black acid the next day. I'm telling you, it wouldn't be any good. So did you ever leave anything out for Santa then, Joe? Anything like that? No, not really. Your dad has some father christmas-esque qualities to him did he ever dress up as santa no. or do anything like they that own, the literal only similarity my dad has to santa is he has a beard he <laughs> hates christmas he didn't take advantage of the fact that he looked like a santa one year i kept note of the things my dad said to me on christmas day because he's so he's got problems when it comes to christmas it's just christmas and him don't mix at they all they don't mix but. he has he has real issues with it uh, and one morning I came downstairs for Christmas, he said to me, fuck everything, fuck Christmas, <laughs> fuck you. In that order? Yeah. How old were you? I think I was 17, 18. I was going to say, ah, you're old enough okay, to be well, told that yeah. then. Yeah. Nah, nah, I was, I was old enough, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. fine. Still though, that's... Uh, it's not encouraging, but it's like... No, but he knew I was, I just thought okay. it was really funny. Yeah. Because I mean, I think the closest thing I came to, like, there properly being some sort of upset on Christmas, was I remember my brother asked for Sabutio one year. From, yeah. from This is when we still believed in, in Father Santi. He asked for Sabutio and shock horror the couple of days before Christmas where he visited Granny. In the one time ever where a grandparent actually bought a gift that one of us wanted and not something weird like a fucking metal detector or a sweatshirt with a yellow ranger on it. Mm. They bought my brother Sabutio. Right. And straight away my parents were like, Motherfucker! 
because they had to right. get a new, and yeah, they're yeah. like, don't worry, I'm sure Santa will know, and it will arrange for something else. So they tried to like literally, like with two days to go to Christmas, can you imagine, to get loads of other stuff, and I think they got them like the Manchester United like football manager's jacket, which was like a million times too big for them. <laughs> football <Aww>. manager's jacket? <laughs> not like a player's No, 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 as in like an actual jacket, like, and it was huge on <laughs> I remember there were tears, and I remember I got everything I wanted, yeah. and I was fucking delighted. But I was I, looking back now; it was because I was pissed off that all the focus was on him because he was upset because yeah. he, something didn't happen, and I got everything I wanted, and no one was paying attention to how much I loved my gifts. So Aww. I started crying because I noticed <laughs> that Santa didn't eat any of the mince pies that he let out, and I I fucking gave it both barrels. I was wow. like, "You want to cry on Christmas? I'll fucking show you what two years of youth more on you can." I was like, he didn't eat his mince pies. So everyone was crying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think now if my parents like went, no, 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 started eating mince pies. <laughs> so, I mean, your dad just downing Guinness in a desperate attempt. It's, it's, no, it's, it's true. He puts on a Christmas hat. You know. Did you find out Santa was not real then in any sort of... Yeah, manner? I was... Because um, when we had Christmas at my granny's house and I was still young, she worked at a charity shop mm. and uh, she was always in charge of stocking. So at Christmas Day, I was about six or seven, and I was going through my stocking, and I noticed that all of my stocking presents had the label still on them, and they had the Oxfam sticker on them, the price, and it's where she used to work. And I was really confused. I was thinking, well, does Santa buy his gifts for me at Granny's charity shop? Is that where he gets them from? Because I'd seen the exact same things in her shop. Yeah. So I kind of figured it out from there, like a detective. I was like, oh, hang Ah. on. Santa wouldn't buy nice gifts for me from a charity shop. Only Granny would do that. Ah, I see. Well, that, that, that's that's quite that's deducing then, really. Yeah. That, that's and then smart. I asked my parents, and they were like, "Just yeah, no, Santa doesn't exist." How old were you? Six or seven. That's young. I, I think I was quite young. That's yeah. very young because I found out when I was eleven. But I, sus- I suspected by the time I was like, I remember when I was nine. I I remember I wrote on my Christmas list to Santa. I go, "Look, Santa, I know you're probably not going to be able to get these because yeah. in in Poundland they had these little." They were completely bootleg, not real, but they were amazing. They were little miniature Street Fighter 2 characters. Right. And there were four sets, each that had two guys, and they came in little bootleg Super Nintendo play cases, which you could open up and they looked like the little SNES controller. Wow. And inside was the, the different stages from Street Fighter 2. And they are only a pound each. And I was like, yeah. look, Santa, you, I know you don't have access to pound shop. There probably isn't a pound land on I got, Yeah, because I assume that Santa only bought brand name, like, you know, and he wouldn't, and I was like, I don't expect, and I got them all, and I was kind of like, no, how did Santa know to get them? Because they're only in Poundland and Mullingar. How did Santa know? So the, the notion of Santa being savvy in both cases... Yeah, it was really kind of... Has ruined Santa. Has really, yeah. I always assumed that all presents I got from Santa were made in Santa's workshop with the elves. Yeah, okay. Which is why when there was like a price tag and like a brand sticker on mm. it, it was just really suspect. weird. Very yeah. suspect. I mean, I, I found out for proper because I had my suspicions, but I was still riding the Santa train, so to speak. Yeah. And when I was 11 that Christmas, I wanted the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars and it was like a couple of days before Christmas and my parents literally pulled up outside the shop we went inside they bought it and then we walked back out and that was like not a word spoken I was like wow really and then I remember going like to Santa the next like next week and it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) fuck you old man like you know I don't want want any of this so I kind of got sour on Christmas for a little bit but I knew people who were 13 when they found out (gasps) a guy in school he was 13 years old I remember going over to him going do you not kind of 
figure out at this point. Well, you were that guy. I was that guy because I felt bad. Because you were the Christmas were, ruiner. People were making fun of them all the time. Aww. Right. So I went over to him. I go, "Do you not yeah. realize that it's your parents are clearly buying all these gifts?" And he turned to me and went, "Jokes on you. My parents are poor as fuck, Kevin. <gasps> so there's no way." And I go, "Oh no." That's even worse. Yeah. Worst way, though. Absolute worst way. Oh. I defy anyone to write into cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. A worse way to find out about Santa not yeah. being real than this. A little shit that I knew when he was growing up and he was spoiled rotten. Parents weren't that well off. He was just very spoiled. Yeah. And he wrote his Christmas list and it was like 1999. And he's like, this year I want a Game Boy Color with Pokemon, an N64, a PlayStation, a Dreamcast. Okay. He wanted everything. No, nothing spared. And his parents literally had to go, like, look at it and return it back again. Can you ask for less things? Because Santa's, like, can't remortgage yeah. the house this time, you know? The concept of giving, like, lists to Santa mm. is something I've never understood because I've never done it as a child. Like, really? I never wrote a. Oh, we wrote them all Santa. the time. Yeah. Because yeah. really... I think because my parents couldn't ever afford anything from them. <laughs> I assume now, as someone who worked as a mailman I, I during a Christmas period, I never yeah. saw any Christmas cards come through like Christmas lists to Santa or anything addressed to Santa come through yeah. which led me to believe that before it goes into the sorting office it goes straight into an incinerator oh, or to yeah. a room where a bunch of particularly yeah. overweight and disgusting looking postmen open them up and go look at your Christmas man. that's the that's the first thing you said but like no they go to the North Pole don't ruin it <laughs> I mean Christmas is also known as a time of treats um, for us, obviously, you know, we're a generation, I guess, that's expecting of things. Do you get selection boxes in this oh, country? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Mm. When my parents were younger, this was like a, the big thing when they were like kids was they got fizzy drinks for the first time. So right. at Christmas, they got fizzy drinks, which they didn't get normally yeah, any my other time. Because only, I think only like Protestant landlord children were allowed fizzy drinks normally. The, the Catholic children weren't allowed any at all, you know. Right. If they tried to have any, the landlords would come and just take it away and give them water instead, warm water. But um, my dad one year, uh, he, he, he recounts this story every single Christmas for whatever reason. Like, he feels it's deadly important. Okay. Which was that he was intent on trying every single fizzy drink that there was, and there was a selection of 12. I should meet your dad. I think you should, because <laughs> yeah, this is, like, very much like... Well, no, I think this, like, scared my dad straight, maybe, because right. he was very young, and he had, like, 12 glasses of fizzy pop yeah. and a selection box. Oh. And you imagine now that's the kind of sick, and he had that Christmas dinner as well. So the yeah. sick that came out, he described as being like a fizzy brown slurry because oh. it was all the chocolate and all the the fizzy drinks back then were just color, sugar, and fizz. There yeah. was nothing else in. Them. Oh, there's one thing I want to ask Sam while we're here. because yeah. I've spoken to you about this before, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Having fruit in your stocking. <laughs> Right? That's the thing I get in my I family. I laugh. That, sorry, okay. that's you, so funny. You get an orange or a satsuma or something. <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> what a shit gift! Yeah. Bruce! Um, I know of that as a tradition. Yeah. And I, But it's always been referred to as sort of a joke that used to happen in the old days. <laughs> like, my, my parents would tell me about, like, when they were younger, they used yeah. to get, like, you know, a satsuma or something. Um, <laughs> like, it's exotic. Like. It, was. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah. An orange. Yeah. That was like a thing. Yeah. But like... A, a traditional thing. For Yeah, but you way, way ago, but for, for, for modern children, you want to think of a proper exotic fruit, like, I don't know... Like PlayStation. Like a, like, a, like a dragon fruit or a dragon quest on the PlayStation 4 yeah. or something, you know? 
Yeah, that's, 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 but no, I've never had one in. in I think it was my mum's like passive aggressive attempt to maybe get me to lose weight or something like some fruit. Have I ever told you about the worst gift? Can we quickly talk about oh, worst, please, gifts? worst gifts? Oh please, worst gifts. Worst gifts always, always, always. Because I think I can win this. I, I don't right. know. I've got I've I've got two ones which are very close contenders. Okay. okay. So one Christmas, me and my brother got given a box of lint chocolates mm-hmm. and we were so happy. We were like, this is the nicest gift our parents have gotten us in years. Well, that's a good chocolate. It was. Yeah. We opened it up. Inside, all the lint chocolates had been eaten by my mum and her boyfriend and they'd replaced them with Much raisins. Much too good for children. <laughs> and when we asked them why they'd eaten all the chocolates they'd and replaced them with, them with raisins. raisins. Yeah, when we asked why, they said, well... You're putting on a bit of weight. Oh, Don't you Jesus. think the raisins are a bit better for you? So you and your brother, but why was this? Had raisins. <laughs> I was yeah. I was, that, that's that's horrible. That, yeah. that that's all right because there's a there's a level of cruelty there. Yes. I was going to say at least they tried. What what they tried to do was upset yeah. children. It caused some body issues for I a think while. A, an empty box would have been better than a box <laughs> with raisins. In yeah, it. raisins are that's, that's yeah. not a festival. That's no, adding insult to injury, raisins. isn't it? Yeah. Worst Christmas present that you either received or um, know of someone receiving. Like, I've I've not had. Anything terrible, but I do know that one. So one Christmas, I got a T-shirt in a certain size, mm. and then the following Christmas, I got exactly the same T-shirt one size up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Which was meant in the nicest way possible, and I understand why it happened. Yeah, that's fucking horrible. But though. still, just to be like, put two and two. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are like, do they attach a gift card with a winking emoji on it, like, kind of... No! Or, or it was tongue the, sticking out. No one said that... I, I'm, I think I'm the only one who's kind of... Clocked in Yeah. That. But oh. it was a Pepsi t-shirt. Oh. So I think it's just been like, oh, get Sam a Pepsi t-shirt as a nice stocking filler twice in a row. But <laughs> in those 12 months... I, I thought it'd be funny if, like, you know, the, the one that was in the bigger size wasn't Pepsi Max because it had sugar in it. It was just Pepsi. <laughs> Full-fat Pepsi. Full-fat yeah. Pepsi, you know? I mean, the two ones that always st- stick with me, one was a gift from grandparents who gave me a bucket and spade. No. Now, the county of Westmead is landlocked. Right. Uh, is landlocked <laughs> with Podzel soil and minimal lakes and is round 40 to 50 minutes from the closest stone beach, Aww. probably two hours from a sand beach. Mm. The only use it got was my friend had uh, construction in their back garden and we used the sand there to make a sand castle. There you go. That's nice. not very good. Yeah. The other one was a friend of mine on Christmas morning, aged eight, got an IOU for a Furby. Oh. Now that's fucking shit. But I remember how difficult Bad it Furby was to was. get a Furby. And I yeah. got a Furby just because my mum worked at Toys R Us at the time. Ah, yeah. I see. So you had, uh, the I had an insider who got me a Furby. Buzz Lightyear was the toy that everyone wanted when I was a kid, yeah. I think. I really wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy so badly. My my cousin was really funny. He This is like a worst Christmas present, but in a different kind of way. He wanted PlayStation 2 when it was coming out. It was like Christmas 2000, I think, PlayStation mm. 2 came out. And he was so jazzed up for it. He wanted to get it, wanted to get it, wanted to get it. Then all the news reports are coming about about how in demand it was and how few there were available and how there wasn't going to be enough for Christmas. So he said, right, I'm not going to get that. And he asked his mum to change the gift so he could get an N64. Because I had an N64 and he loved playing it. And he decided that because N64s were cheaper, he was going to get all these games, get four controllers, we could mm-hmm. all play. And he was going to get the wrestling game, going to get No Mercy, Mario Kart. And he was so excited. What did he open on Christmas morning? A PlayStation 2 with one controller 
and no memory cards and no games. Oh, that's still oh. good though. He didn't get a game for two weeks because oh. they're none of them available. So he literally sat there. It was like, oh wow, you got a PlayStation. Wow, look at it there. <laughs> Let's look at the menu. Bit of a shame we haven't got a memory card. Yeah. Have we got a DVD? Uh, I think my dad's got a Tommy Tiernan DVD. Let's put that on. <laughs> Way menu selection, lads, lads, lads. So yeah, that's a that's a good Christmas chat. Then I think. I mean, yeah. maybe we've we've covered the Santa part. Mm. Now let's cover the muscles part. Now, yeah. Joe, obviously you have had uh, extensive exposure to Mr. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Since starting How To Wrestling, he was one that was going to be a big name on our list. He's one of the biggest names in wrestling. In fact, I think we found out he was a racist while in Ireland. It was like two weeks yeah. after the first episode. It was like the first episode or two episodes came out and then Hulk Hogan was a racist. It was basically like finding out George Lucas was a paedophile after doing two episodes of Cinema Swirl. Yeah. It was a, a shock <laughs> to the foundation. Which is not the case. <laughs> which is not the case. I mean, that's completely a hypothetical scenario, you yeah. know? Uh, and they didn't have... They've not been into his house and he was just aiding with their investigation, okay? Yeah. So any other thoughts on Hogan? I mean, how have you settled with Hogan now that the racist dust has settled a little bit and he's trying to come back into the world of wrestling? Do you think that Hogan's attempts to stay in the public mind are a bit... I I fucking hate Hulk Hogan so much. I hate him. Everything I see about him recently has just been such a blatant attempt to get in the public eye. Like, recently he's been... I don't know if you've heard this, Sam, about his whole thing about, oh, I discovered Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah, he's just mm. discovering wrestlers. Yeah. Anything to keep his name in the news, basically. This movie's going to be interesting because this is kind of almost more than the wrestling why so many kids loved Hogan was that he was in, like... Movie. Hey, fun movies for you, for kids. Yeah. Sam, your thoughts on the Hulkster? Well, he so he was like the big name in wrestling. The name. Especially outside of wrestling. Yeah. Wrestlers were not really that well known outside of people who liked wrestling, apart from Hulk Hogan. It was a big deal. Because everyone would know who Hogan was compared to, say, Steve Austin, even though in the wrestling world, people could argue one was a bigger star than the other. Yeah. But in regular world, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan absolutely was always yeah. the, the, the guy. Um, well, I know he looked weird. <laughs> How have you know. described him in the past? I mean, um, well, he's such a strange color, like leathery I, quality. I've heard hot dog. Hot dog is yeah. a good one, yeah. Because I think the red and yellow doesn't he's do almost any like, favors yeah. he's with like that. Mauve or something. He's like a really, he's <laughs> like a deep red. I remember you yeah. did a great post on Twitter once comparing him to a Dulux. Was it yeah, like a. It was like a bedroom that was decorated in purple and like really light yellow, and I was like, it looks like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Did yeah. you? Because I know you, 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 you watch the odd reality show here and there. Yeah. Hogan knows best. Was that one you've ever? No, I never. Never watched Hogan that. knows best. No, no. Um, and are you aware of Hogan's acting chops at all? Not at all. No. Acting chops. I mean, acting. I mean, he's he's done a, quite a few movies. Yeah, I've never seen him in a movie. No. He thought of himself that he was like on 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 a par on a level with the likes of an Arnold Schwarzenegger or or a Sylvester Stallone right. because he was a big dude. He was a muscle man. <laughs> that's all there is to Arnie. That's he's really a big it. dude. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that's all there is to Arnie, but there's something more there, there not. which I don't think. Even though. <laughs> This is weird. Hogan, I will not deny, is more charismatic than Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is infinitely more watchable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish we were watching Santa with Muscles with fucking Arnold Funny Schwarzenegger. What? Yes? 
Okay. That would sound amazing. So I'll probably watch it through that lens, like thinking about what that movie could be like if Arnie was in it. <laughs> Just sit down watching this thinking, what could it have been like if we watched Jingle All The Way? Yeah, okay? instead. What could it have been like if Joe wasn't here and we didn't have to have a tentative at best connection to wrestling? <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's fine. You know? Has Arnie been in the wrestling? Oh, yes, Arnie has been involved in the world of wrestling, absolutely. This yeah, oh. this year he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's a bonus character in 2K16. The Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame. <laughs> of wrestling? Of wrestling. What did he do? Um, he's been involved here and there. In little, they've, like, they inducted celebrities who've done big stuff, basically, right. and he's been involved with quite a few angles. Has he wrestled in a match? No, he's not. Right, and he's in the Wrestling Hall of, Hall of fame. fame. Drew Carey's in there as well, mate, Like, so just get, bear, yeah. that, bear that in mind, okay? He was in the ring, Drew Carey. I've That's true, that. yeah. That's true. Drew Carey was in the ring. But I uh, know Arnold Schwarzenegger, he appeared uh, most famously on an episode of SmackDown in late night, December, Christmas time, 1999, eh? so it's still Christmassy. Right. yeah. Christmas 1999 to promote his upcoming movie, End of Days, which was where Arnold Schwarzenegger takes on the devil, which we will do as a cinema (laughs) swirl in the future. I just want to do an Arnie swirl in the future just to do another Arnie movie. Separate podcast. The the best thing about it, though, was that uh, Arnie had a lot of backstage segments where he talked with people. One of which was with Steve Austin, and Steve Austin always had to be a badass and never talk to anyone. Yeah. But obviously, you have to talk to Earl Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So Schwarzenegger's like, "Hey, Stone Cold, I hear you're going to be in the championship match." And he's like, "Oh hell, son, I hear you're going to be laying the SmackDown, opening up a can of whoop ass on Satan in End of Days, opening December fourteenth in all <laughs> cinemas. I can't wait to see that movie, man. It looks kick ass." Bye. <laughs> 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 And then he ran in and he bet up Triple H and then grabbed the headsets and commentary went, he was running around interfering in okay, matches yeah, yeah. over there. You know, so he so did some stuff. He's, he's been involved in wrestling. Not involved in this movie. No. This movie looks like a movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger probably rejected and said, you know what, actually I think this is more of a Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> they worked their way down the list and yeah. found Hulk Hogan at the bottom. Have Hulk Hogan, right at the bottom. the synopsis? Devin, do you not actually know about what happens in this movie? I'm um, assuming that Hulk Hogan is either some sort of military or some reason that explains why he has muscles yeah. and gets involved in some sort of mix-up where he has to pretend that he's either Santa, a mall Santa, or help actual Santa and some kids and maintain this charade, all the while fighting off some sort of real evil, like a terrorist or a baddie who's trying to ruin Christmas or blow up something, and Hogan has to try and spin those plates, brother. It's a straight-up wrestling match between Hulk Hogan and the Grinch. I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I mean, I'd like to see that, yeah. you know, because I think the Grinch would bump his ass off for Hogan. Mm. Grinch looks like he'd be a Mr. Perfect type, you know, jumping around a lot, doing flips and all that. Yep. Are you excited to watch this movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Joe? I've been excited to watch this movie since I first heard about it, which yeah. was like two years ago. God, I'll be honest, you, you've been a very strong advocate yeah. for it. You were disappointed when we didn't do yeah. this last I, year. I think I'm the only person out of our friendship group who's actually read what happens in it. Okay. And I can say I don't think Arnie would ever have agreed to do this because okay. it's far too weird. Now, um, we didn't pick this up from the local DVD shop. No. It's one of those movies... Right, now, I don't think this is a stone-cold classic movie that everyone loves. I, yeah. I've got a certain feeling that it's shit. Remember, and- it's Christmas! <laughs> just remember. <laughs> the reason for that is that there's certain types of movies that are just on YouTube. Mm. 
and no, <laughs> no one can. No one's trying to take him down. No one's bothered. Let's just fucking have it. What's <laughs> you know, this on YouTube? Yeah, it's just there. The producer, the directors are either dead or in prison, and they just don't have the time, or they have a different uh, name now. Yeah. I wonder if Hulk Hogan was really proud of it, but you couldn't find it on DVD anywhere because it was so shit. He was like, oh, I'll he upload it, it then. Yeah. yeah, Hogan's there. Get some views, brother, then I'm going to be back on top. What's she going to do when we're going to go do a cinema swirl? about Christmas coming home and then one night in the North Pole it was cold there was snow and blitz and screaming through <laughs> Santa with muscles in a white wine sauce that was a fucking diabolical 90 minutes uh, I ain't getting that back nope. whoa what were your initial gut reactions, uh, Sam? Uh, it felt longer than it was. Um, really went, went, the last 40 minutes of that were a fucking yeah, slog. Yeah. It was Christmas Day for, for like, all the run up to it, it was like, oh, day before Christmas, a little bit before Christmas. And Christmas Day, it was fucking 40 minutes. Yeah. They went, oh, man. The start of the movie feels like an age ago. It, really <laughs> it does, is. it yeah. seems like a different movie. Joe, what were your initial, uh, Got reaction to Santa with Muscles. I thought it was a fun movie. A fun family romp for all the family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. It was weird. It and was it, fucking and strange. It did drag. Yeah. It was Hulk, half an hour longer than it needs to be. Hulk Hogan in the title role, how did you think he did as a as a as a leading man? Surprisingly not terrible. I didn't hate him in the role. He's um, alright. It was a bit weird. I've never noticed that Hogan felt like quiet. Yeah. Because you think about Hulk Hogan wrestling, you think about, you know, the real fucking yeah. piped up, fired up. And I can imagine the reason that he got all these all these roles was because of hooked up, you know, fucking exploding, sweating, eyes and veins popping out of his head. He seemed a bit reserved in this. What did you think, Joe? probably trying to be a bit more reserved, you know, going for the realistic element, you know. Like a human being. <laughs> I mean, I'll just say one thing. For those people thinking this is just Hulk Hogan, Christmas and a good time, he said Monsieur more than he said Brother, Dude, or Jack. Yeah, he yeah. didn't say anything. Monsieur! <laughs> French Hulk Hogan. Like. He's not a great actor, is Hogan. <laughs> He's not, it's but not his strength. One thing that surprised me about this, straight off, I thought he was kind of hot in this movie. Explain. I don't know, it's just, I've never thought of Hulk Hogan being even remotely handsome. Was it because of the, the hair plugs? I think it's because of the hair, and I do like a man with a moustache. A blonde man? Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. A he's... blonde man with a moustache. <laughs> is this what you want me to be? It's fine. Just no, say it. I'll I mean, do it. It's not really the blondness, particularly. I know he was just quite handsome in this movie, yeah, I thought. He had like a classic yeah. American hero look. Like yeah. a proper, yeah. like, typical... And Hogan wasn't bald in this movie. No. I mean, he, I mean no, you can he say one hair. thing about Hogan's performance here. He, I mean, he went into this movie not wanting to be a bald man, and I bought it that he had hair yeah. the whole I way through. I thought, yeah, that he was actually bald. I was trying to put my finger on how he looked so much more handsome than he does normally but I think you're right it's hair plugs isn't it yeah. there you go so we start off with a letter to Santa from an intoxicatingly annoying young child Aww. 
imagine going to do something big, boss. Did you see the um, font they used for the uh, intro animation for this? It was the like clipper. horror. <laughs> it was seriously like horror themed. I thought it was. It was it Santa with muscles? It goes like brrrm, like that. Yeah. I really felt like it was going to be like one of those gory Santa movies, mm. like Sleigh yeah. Ride, or you know, Santa versus Zombies, or some <laughs> such. So we get. The child who very handily manages to do a lot of exposition in the opening scene. Yeah. Saying that Mr. Frost is taking the orphanage away. And I will admit, straight off the bat, I was very disappointed that Mr. Frost was not an ice-themed villain. No. Because I thought that is the one of the classic Christmas uh, showdowns is between Jack Frost and, and Santa. Yeah. You know, Santa's like, I love Christmas. Jack Frost's like, I love it when it's cold. And Santa's like, that's not fun. This town ain't big enough. This town ain't big enough for both of us. Plus the seniors are due their fuel allowance. Get yeah. out of here, you nasty season. But you had a nice orphanage being taken away cliche, though. If you didn't have Mr. Frost being actually made of frost. <laughs> yeah. had, the orphanage was going to get closed down, which is like such a typical sad movie trope save the day type thing I've never seen it actually happen yeah it's one of those things you hear about yeah. other than the, the Blues Brothers which is kind of making fun of that not trope seen yeah, not seen that film yeah, yeah. but uh, it, that does work off the whole you know oh the orphanage we have to save it and yes there is an orphanage yes it needs to be saved yes it's just before Christmas and yes, this was right after the 1983 steroid scandal. So Hulk Hogan's 24-inch pythons are a solid <laughs> 17 and a half, around the size of uh, of my shirt length when I was really fat. That's kind of what Hogan was at here with his arms. Yeah, he looked quite slim, but in a kind of healthy way. He didn't yep. look really frightening. This was Hulk Hogan around Pastamania time. So right. to explain why he was thin and on wrestling they were like he was slimming down having his hulkaroos what's pastamania uh, oh, Hulk Hogan's uh, failed restaurant uh, franchise restaurant yes pastamania chain of restaurants oh I thought it was like tinned pasta or something that he well it was tinned pasta he just sold it in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> he opened up the tin like you know at his hulkaroos tried to explain why he had lost loads of muscle mass because he was no longer allowed to do steroids right so yeah wow Bad times for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, Hogan tries to go for... It really... In, in action movies, you always see it where people try to do that. Oh, anyone can do one-liners. Anyone can be Sean Connery or Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. or Timothy Dalton. No, you got fucking uh, Hogan here with his really lame one-liners in this movie. I started taking note of them, mm. but after never stopped to smell the roses, <laughs> I gave up. That's a pretty good Hogan. It was a really good one, I thought. <laughs> yeah. What, don't stop to smell the roses? Because the guy was tending some roses and he Hulk Hogan was in the bush like a creep. Yeah. And then he came up behind him and was like, chopped him, whatever. It's don't a, stop smell the roses. Don't stop smell the roses. Otherwise, Hulk Hogan in his desert storm... You'll get hit. You'll get hit by him. Shoehorned yeah. in there. So we start off by introduced to Hogan, and he's kind of in your, your stereotypical what-I-thought-this-movie-would-be mode, which is some sort of action man. Yeah, he's all armied up. He's got his uh, beige on, yeah. in case he wants to go and do some war in the desert. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we got some pound shop choreography here, <laughs> when you've got all these different people coming out to yeah. fight Hogan, going... Bleh! Well, speaking of pound shop, like, each of the characters who comes to attack him is like the toys that you get in like pound shop collections of baddies <laughs> that are not quite ones that you recognise, but like, like, okay, like a, a chef. bad chef. <laughs> An evil chef. <laughs> sort of a vaguely foreign one but it's not ri- you don't even know yeah. where they're from but the music is a bit racist <laughs> <laughs> they're not from America that's yeah. all that matters I mean like you really really think that the, whoever wrote this had one trick in the book 
which was kids think it's funny when you beat up a bunch of people and then someone comes out and they go all who am yeah. I know some sort of martial art and then they get hit anyway yeah. yeah they're basically doing the thing from Indiana Jones where he shoots the the, the badass yeah pretty much but that they use that joke like five times in this movie mm. they love it kids obviously think it's hilarious when people from other countries with their cultures show off for a bit and then just get hit quickly exactly you yeah. got conservative American power and it was fighting. proper screaming in that scene proper manic yeah. ridiculous over the top and it wasn't like yeah it was just like a guy <laughs> going ah <laughs> <laughs> So Hulk Hogan's character is one Blake Thorne. Yeah. He's an entrepreneur extraordinaire who has got his own brand of, like, I'm going to say supplements. I didn't want to say steroids. Healthy products. Yeah, like a range of health products, like protein powder. He has cereal. He seems to have loads of stuff. And they're all under the moniker of Blake's Way, which, in fairness, sounds like an after-school drama special that Hogan is in. Mm. Blake's Way. One of them was called a chest chiseler, which I particularly liked. (laughs) Mass maker I also liked as well, like, you know, so... uh, So all these people attacking him were just his mates who he likes fighting for fun? No, they're his, like, minions. Yeah, he pays them. chef and his butler. It's implied that he's very lonely. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, wow, this is a bit of a jump. Hulk Hogan is a shill in this movie. Well, yeah. How is he going to reach in? How is he going to draw upon his real life experiences? He's, he's, a, he's a rich guy doing shit product places. Do you know what's really funny? Because there was a moment or two in this movie where they were looking at, oh, look at these wacky Blake Thorne products. And there was one, it was like bleach and had a little Hulk Hogan head on it. Mm. Right now, the head on it had a bandana, which the Blake character would, did not have. That was and clearly, well. yeah, it was clearly a Hogan thing, yeah. which they used as a prop. To show what a fucking shilly was. Yeah. Also, I'm assuming because he's such a product-oriented individual that he hates Christmas. Yeah. Or he's at least not into it. We nearly saw. So he's, he's just being a bit of a brat here. He's just being rich and like doesn't care about anything and has rules. He's got Blake's rules. Blake's rules, which are kind of like Blake's rules are hard and fast. Alternate name for this movie. Blake's, Blake's rules. rules. Eight simple Blake's rules for dating my daughter. <laughs> His rules include things like um, never mix business and pleasure. Mm. Always write off, write it off if you can, because like yeah. an orphanage wants help, and he's like, huh, "Give him some carbohydrate bars, dude." Then write it off against charity. They're all like high five, and it's just sensible, isn't it? If, you, so, if if you're a privately run business, yeah, you write off your expenses of charity against tax. That's not an evil thing, isn't it? Well, some companies do it in an evil way. He's like clicking his fingers. Yo, make sure you send him the gift aid form, dude. Like kissing his biceps. What a heel, you know? But he's a bit of a baddie to start off with. A bit of a a baddie. Yeah, he set up. The music definitely makes it seem like he's this big heel. And then the music also makes out like it's the great escape when him and his friends decide to go paintballing. And it's like, dun dun. It's so close. But <laughs> no, that's not nearly similar enough. No, it was so similar. Like the chord progression was exactly. It's yeah, like they changed exactly the legal amount of notes that they need to change. <laughs> and then to they not had sued. they had heavy dialogue over the bits that sounded yeah, least yeah. like it. So it was like kind of. Dun, dun. Da-da-da. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> you had the da 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 and then the other notes changed. That's that's enough. That's and I will not say okay. this was the most Christmassy thing in this movie. Was nearly hearing the Great Escape thing. Yeah. 
So they drive off to do paintballing. Just for fun, I assume. Is he just going off yeah, with his mates going off to just Christmas have a laugh? Paintballing. It's like this weird rich child just Wouldn't doing you? whatever he wants. Driving yeah. off, it is. I mean, if I had all those Humvees and staff, that's why he's won the lottery or something. I think his staff have probably the best job, though. If all you get paid is to like beat up Hulk Hogan and then go paintballing. You imagine guess, all sitting yeah. around, I've got another team building exercise, so we have to go paintballing with the boss. Like, yeah. That's how weird that would be. So a police car decides to chase Hulk Hogan's paintball militia. Because yeah. he thinks they're terrorists. And as a police car was chasing Hulk Hogan's paintball militia on an incredibly, incredibly sunny, cloudless day, yeah. I couldn't help but doubt this is a suitable scenario with which to learn the true meaning of Christmas. Mm. And I started doubting I started doubting this movie's honesty at, at points. I did notice as well though, particularly with the, the policemen and like a gajillion characters, there were so many actors and actresses in this that I that I recognised. Mm. Like, millions. Not ones whose names I'd look up now or anything no, like but that. But funny face policeman, I recognise yeah. him from all sorts of stuff. I don't know what. This but. is from the, the time when comedy and action in those types of movies, that if you wanted to be a funny person, you had to have a gap in your front teeth. Yeah. That is, like, the sole thing you need to have. Yeah, like, three guys in this movie had very noticeable, noticeable gaps. gaps in their yeah. front teeth, yeah. Waka waka! <laughs> So Hulk Hogan, he had a rule which let, I forget what the rule was, but the rule meant that he had to jump out of a moving car. Rule twenty one: When in doubt, get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> and then he jumps out of a speeding yeah. car. Basically, so, do you think that applies to relationships as well? <laughs> when in doubt, get out. Jumps out the window after sex, like possibly. So yeah, he bails and he decides to go to the mall. Yeah, the mall where there is no Santa. At the moment. There should be. There's a grotto. There's a grotto. It's all set up. Full of grotty elves. Yeah. And loads of children, but no Santa. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to a scene out in a lawn, and there is a scientist <laughs> who is English. <laughs> and he's talking to a man who owns a shoe store, and he wants to buy his shoe store on behalf of a germaphobe named Dr. Blight. Yeah. And this. No, Dr. Blight's the. He's the man who's trying to buy He's the, the English baddie. The English baddie. Yeah, and Mr. Frost, Mr. Is the Frost big baddie. is the big baddie. Who yeah. hates germs. But I just felt like there was a lot of... It felt with this English baddie, Dr. Blight, that they had a much better villain on their hands. And they yeah. only realised that after they started filming yeah. it. He was the most convincing character. He, he was the best thing in this movie. The baddie in this, the main baddie, Mr. Frost, is is staying in his house, and his house has got all these canisters that spray aerosol. Yeah. I think he loves links, and he's really lonely, and he wants loads of women to run towards him, like yeah. in those ads. It's not worked so far. It's quite lonely in that house. Very, very lonely. And he introduces the man who owns a shoe store. I thought the guy was held upside down. That was Santa, and that's where he was gone. No, just a shoe sale. Yeah. It was an old man who was heavyset <laughs> with a white yeah. hair, and he's yeah. like, oh, we're captured you and he's like I'm just a Santa shoe store salesman what I don't yeah. think it's ever established where the original Santa actually went <laughs> just on yeah, the bitch like that's like just vanished on IMDB that's one of like the goops <laughs> where Santa is where was Santa yeah. so we get introduced to a group of villains yeah a, they're meant to be kind of like action man villains in that they all have a gimmick yeah, yeah. So there's a chemist and he's got loads of like stinky smells and mm -hmm. he's got like a chemist outfit. Yeah. And then there is a sexy electrician 
Yeah. And she's, she's got... She's not an electrician. <laughs> she's got to fix the... Well, like, <laughs> what, is it, what is she then? She's got electricity powers. Well, she's got all these secret, super secret powers. Like, she's got electricity and no lines of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and a much more sexualized outfit than anyone else. Did you else. notice that when they introduced her as well, they had to mention the fact that she was very beautiful? I think that's mm. part of her weapon there. Well, I mean, if you're a child, you're not going to know, are you? You're yeah. like, this is just a lady. You're like, well, no, this is a like, beautiful lady. There's chemist. He does chemistry. There's geologist. He brushes you a he, bit. Seriously, he, what a short straw yeah because you're the one's got like cool outfits with accessories he literally just has an explorers mm. from the 20s outfit with an archaeologist brush and then there's electricity lady she is beautiful <laughs> she's you, beautiful are you implying here that they like represent the different states you know like heart earth water not at all that's way too clever <laughs> these, these, these could have easily <laughs> That's a great theory, but not it's well, not worthy not of this film. Or fire, mm. so. I mean, the, these guys. I mean, I felt bad they could have joined up like Captain Planet as a group of yeah. villains. I thought they were a bit wasted in this movie. Well, I thought they were good wrestling gimmicks. They were something like cartoony. Geologist. <laughs> I'm the geologist. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, bury you, <laughs> and I'm gonna shut down all your favorite roads to dig up for old bones you don't even care about. <laughs> They've got really comic-y outfits that look properly stupid. I really like. Reminds me of early wrestling. That's true. Yeah, her yeah. outfit was really cool. Oh yeah, no, she looked cool. Oh yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were yeah. definitely. Uh, they, they, they all had unique looks. If we ever want to dress up for Halloween, we could just do that for. Uh, <laughs> I, I bags on being the geologist just in case, no, like you know, I'm gonna be smelly chemist. Because <laughs> I mean, I, they're kind of like, oh look at Kevin, he's very, very you know renowned, isn't he? He went as a geologist. That's quite a, a thoughtful one. And then Sam, what's your gimmick? Smelly trumps. <laughs> Hogan dresses up as Santa because, yeah. you know, that's just what you're going to do. And in fairness, I would say this, the close-up on him, because he's got the kind of the old man eyes, the mm. crow's face, and also the deep voice like this, he, yeah. he he was quite a convincing Santa. Yeah. So I just have to say, you did make it sound like he just decided to dress up as Santa for fun. Well, pretty much. No, it was to didn't. get away from the police. To get away, get yeah. away from the, the police who were still chasing him. For playing paintball too for much. Play, play, <laughs> they didn't even get to play paintball. <laughs> he shot one off in the car. Yeah. That was it. I mean, they did shoot the paintballs at the police. <laughs> Like, Hulk doesn't give a fuck. Well, he's a millionaire eccentric driving around shooting people with paintballs. Yeah. Did you spot all the police motorcyclists doing wheelies in the background while they were racing around? No. Because that's how you drive really Yeah, fast. no, they were, they were going wheelies. Yeah, yeah. They, they were. They obviously paid for... do wheelies, for, do really quickly, yeah. You lead the front of the entourage with guys doing wheelies. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is just all based on a Bill Murray uh, scenario where... Bill goes paintballing with his friends, gets chased by the police, you know, dresses up as Santa, and then the kid's like, hang on, you're Bill Murray. No one will believe you. <laughs> I, I want Ghostbusters 2 on DVD for Christmas, please. You Do know? you think this film would be better or worse if Bill Murray played Blake Thorne? Oh, he could have done it, because Bill has played that... Um, you know, yeah. guy who yeah. doesn't understand that. I mean, I, I, Scrooge is actually one of my favourite Christmas movies because it's on Channel 4 every year, like Clockwork. And one of the ghosts in it looks like Tom Waits. So I, I love it a lot. But I think he could have easily slipped into this role. Yeah. Maybe not Santa with muscles. No. Maybe Santa with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Santa right. with sarcasm. Santa, <laughs> Santa with jokes. Santa with truly witty observations. Yeah, that would be a better film than Santa with muscles being his gimmick. It's or Santa, Santa doing the washing off. I like it if it still was his gimmick that he had big muscles somehow. Just for no. Yeah, Bill Murray with muscles. Still Bill. called Santa with muscles. <laughs> Murray with muscles is why I wanted the sequel to this one. Yeah. So yeah, Hogan is disguising himself as Santa. He, he gets knocked out. 
Yeah, because it goes into the air vents to, to hide, hide from the police. Well, it's the trash chute. The trash oh, yeah. vents. Americans, they've got trash vents and they've got like a thing to eat trash in the sink. They're much <laughs> better. They're much better at getting rid of trash yeah. than we are. We, get, we put it in a bin like a fucking idiot. He gets like comedy trash put on him that's yeah. like really weirdly clean trash. You know, yeah. the kind Napkins of slapstick trash. Yeah. <laughs> like the only things we throw out are coffee grounds and banana peels and old Santas. <laughs> and then he just gets a massive heavy Santa and it hits him on the head and he falls down the thing and bashes his head more. Amnesia. Amnesia! Amnesia! Amnesia plot! And this wacky elf who was once in an episode or two of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which really just made it weird to think yeah. this lad has acted opposite Larry David and Hulk Hogan. Mm. Wow, what a, what a resume! And he comes over, and straight away, if he's not the comedy sidekick, I was going to eat my hat because yeah. he was kind of slightly in no good, could yeah. have easily been played by Rob Schneider, <laughs> and he takes his wallet. And he tells him that he is uh, he is Santa mm. to convince him that. Because Hulk can't remember. Hulk can't remember. So now you've got Santa, but unlike your traditional Father Christmas, he has muscles, which makes for a laugh riot situation here now, guys. Because the uh, elevator pitch for the movie. The elevator pitch for the movie is, is what that was there. Yeah. So Hogan has to be Santa. Yeah. But really, we find out that well, he's the richest man in 10 states. 10 states. I, I still don't really get that. Why yeah. Why is it about it that doesn't... Well, how do they which decide ten? which states? The ten surrounding states, I guess. Okay. So like, it's a weird there. thing to say, isn't it? They'll usually say like the tri-state area, right. like the three states together, but ten the, states The ten maybe, state area, yeah. They couldn't say one of the richest men in the country, obviously. Oh, and Lenny's obviously, the elf man, is in it for the money. Like, he's been offered like $50 to find Santa. Which easy. he gets. Which he gets, and also he's stolen a wallet. And he's going to try and get some money from Santa. So he's a he's a baddie. Oh, he's, both he's, of these two are kind of well, yeah, baddies. That, that's what makes him like a, a comedy psychic, though, because he's got a, a dark secret. Mm. I don't really get what's in it for him after he steals the wallet. Oh, the, after he steals the wallet, he wants to get to... We'll, we'll get into that later, I guess. Okay. He wants he wants to... Uh, his motivations become slightly more clear, I guess. But Hogan the Santa is off to a roaring start as he sits down into the grotto and the first person who comes is a black child and Hogan gives him this kind of uh-oh look yeah. and we were all kind of like uh-oh <laughs> yeah we're pausing that and screenshotting that image all I'm saying guys right because he's quite nice here there was several characters yeah. who are of colour mm-hmm. right? and if you're going to make judgments about Hogan right, and you're going to watch his sex tape well at least see here both sides of the story yeah. yes watch his sex tape where he literally says I am a racist or something to yes, that and, and also said, racist things and also racist things and racist yeah. words and indicating that he doesn't want his daughter to ever go out with someone who's not white mm. yes watch that yes by all means watch Hogan struggle to maintain an erection because he's had too much dinner by all means watch that by all means watch him afterwards say Tis that he feels season. like a fucking pig <laughs> because he's eaten too much Okay, by all means, read that. Okay, also by all means, you know, read. I didn't know that, oh, didn't know that but all I'm saying is, if you're going to watch all that and watch the deposition with him and his best friend who secretly filmed him, yep. watch all that. But watch Santa with muscles as well. Get both, both sides, sides of the story. story. Both sides of the story. It's only appropriate. Yep. And one of the lads who's getting his photo taken with Santa when Hulk's kind of coming to terms with the fact that he is Santa and just saying smile every every now and then. 
His little boy in like a leather jacket. Oh, he's a real little shit, isn't he? Yeah, I just was reminded of easy money. Easy money. Easy money. Whenever there's like a little brat kid. Well, speaking of easy money, like as soon as you were saying easy money, the elf goes up to the ATM to try and get him some easy money yeah. with the world's most complicated ATM machine. Back in what the nineties? This is early nineties. All right, all I'm gonna say is when you when you portray like a, something that is in day to day life, which is an ATM machine. Yeah. When you portray it like this so many times in a movie for children. You are just giving children incorrect information. Mm. Yeah. You're saying ATMs work this way, and they don't. Because he goes to the ATM, and it's like, Welcome, Mr. Thorne. Would you please like to put your th- right thumb down and take a thumb? How does it know who he is? Why would it say his well, name? It's card, isn't it? it going to speak its name? Magic. I guess because if I did it, it would be like, Welcome, Mr. Mahoon or <laughs> Mahone or McMahon or whatever the fuck it is people always say my surname is. It's quite fortunate for his sake that it was a thumbprint scanner and not an actual ATM machine where you have to know the pin. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> That would have been way more difficult. Where the whole movie is just him trying to like find out his personal identification number. <laughs> it's a lot harder to figure out, like, you know. I mean, he was kind of, he, was, he put in the card going, yeah. rubbing his hands It'll together. just give me the money. Has this guy not got a bank account? No. Like, has he not got well, I don't any... think he's got a family or any kind of <laughs> possessions or life. Because I, like, I was just saying He's the just time, an elf. He, he is a sidekick, so he has no story at yeah. all, okay? There's nothing about his life other than I think he owes Mr. Frost money. He owes money and he's a bit of a character. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. all there is to him. Stop asking questions. <laughs> Do not no good punks mm. who I can only assume were straight edge because they were wearing a dare to not do drugs and alcohol t-shirt which yeah. is a quite a famous one which all the villains wear all those villains decide to steal all the money for the orphanage to stop it being shut down mm. and uh, Santa of course jobs out these bony jabronis in short fashion but very slowly mm. as everyone slowly cheers him on no one like rings the police or no, they just security about. throw them through things you know did, did Hulk do a single wrestling move in this film. He does a lot of chucking folks about and punching them. He does like the, the, the chucking thing, like which is kind of almost like a slam. Uh, what, what's his like main move? The leg drop. The leg drop. The leg drop. Like uh, you, you look like you jump in the air and you look like you're sitting Sits down and down. you land on him. Yeah, that's it. Okay, he doesn't do that. I mean, Joe, you watched five or so Hulk Hogan matches. What moves did Hogan do? If you could remember, punch. Yeah. Kick. <laughs> yeah. Punch again. Or does yeah. a rake of the back? Some he, he just rakes. That's not really back that's rake, a nice, face rake. Nice massage. Sort of Tekken two type wrestler. No, 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 no. Absolutely kick, not. Punch again. Giving him too much credit. No, because he would do the duck <laughs> kick and the jump kick, and Hogan would do neither of those. Yeah. I mean. In fairness, Hogan here, his wrestling in this movie was a lot like his IRL wrestling because he didn't leave his feet and he didn't sell for anyone and okay. no one got any moves in So on he's him. just punching and throwing. Punching and throwing. Okay, cool. You know, Hogan now and then would point at a guy. He didn't yeah. do that here. Okay. <laughs> but that's because Hogan didn't want to give too much away, I imagine, in the, in the movie. So the villain this really confuses me at quite a lengthy amount of this movie because mm. he's intent on buying this orphanage and it was not made clear to me why yeah. or why he had all this money if he was actually a criminal or a businessman who had criminal dealings i mean were the police out to get him because in the end they were like well, you caught mr Th- mr frost and his gang but he's clearly living in this big gaff and everyone knows where he lives where yeah. did he get all his money yeah. was that not explained at the very very end 
Where, where his money came from? Well, I know Edna mentions it at the very end. He's like, oh, you know, while well, you've been living off all your parents' money, I've been I working buy hard. I didn't buy scratch. So, yeah. Right. So like, this villain basically has all this from hard work. Well, yep. that's what he says. <laughs> I mean, right, hard work. And let's just say right now, okay, he's meant to be like this Howard Hughes germ-phobe type character in the fact that he never leaves his house and there's like all he's got all this disinfectant and all these doctors around him. Now... Me and Joe were thinking maybe he had some sort of immunodeficiency. Yeah. Mm. Hard-working man with immunodeficiency trying to buy property. How is he a baddie? Yeah, he <laughs> seems kind of like... It's him, this guy with this immunodeficiency, against a really, really wealthy capitalist, you know, shill. A dickhead who basically <laughs> yeah. doesn't even like who Christmas. Who beats up his stuff. And, like, you know, this guy who's obviously not let the fact that he's either... He's got, like, some sort of serious disease... He's not letting it get him down. He's not letting his diagnosis get to him. He's trying to make something of himself. And Hulk Hogan's what well, he's got to ruin that. This film has been booked wrong. I mean, it really is. Hogan obviously came in here with his creative control and the politics brother coming in. Oh, maybe we should make this guy not, you know. That's how it was. I was going to think, right, at this point, right, if you two were in this movie, you'd have to be bad guys. Yeah. Why? Because you, we well, see you. You don't know why Sam knows why. Why do you think that is, Sam? Then it's agreeing. <laughs> it's because you're English, isn't it? Yeah. yeah oh, oh, yeah. You not yeah. figure out that? Oh, right. Accent. Okay. Yeah. So I was joking. Yeah. I mean, we were trying to figure out if Doctor Blight, the, the the English baddie, if he was actually English, yeah. or American with an English accent. I think we agreed that he's. English. Yeah, with an emphasized. He's over Englishing. He's yeah. turned the volume up to ten. Yeah. Is so what would that doing. make you the comedy Irish sidekick? That well, no, I mean, really no, I just wouldn't be. I wouldn't be, be in it. Either. I wouldn't be in it. Like, <laughs> no. why would they put me in it? They um, probably would have you, and then your gimmick would be you'd be one of the heels, and you'd have like leprechaun powers. Well, no, no, no. They would never. An American movie would never portray an Irish person as, as being a heel. They just wouldn't do that because they're obsessed with Ireland. They think it's amazing. Right. Yeah. But in the, likewise, they would look at me and go, yeah, but you're not really Irish enough. So they, I, I simply just wouldn't be in this movie where they look at both you and kind of go, oh, you know, glasses there, you know, evil, you know, voice. British scientist, you yeah. know, woman with an English voice, evil, evil, you know, exactly, wacky hair, evil British woman, you know, that's yeah. the, where you're they would go. six foot five with a massive beard and glasses. Yeah. yeah we've you got the accent though. And I've got the accent though, have yeah. I, you know. Right. The, yeah, when they hear that voice, they just think Nazis. If you do your you know, okay. English voice, if you do Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better. There's three layers, like, you know. Father Christmas with musculature. <laughs> Baddies decide they're going to intimidate the orphanage. And the best way to do that is to steal their statue and yeah. try to kill the old black man who comes outside to try and stop them. I think one of my favourite jokes is the um, shaving a haircut two-bit. Anyway, knock, 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 knock. Yeah. Fucking love that. <laughs> Lovely. Best Great. gag in the movie. Yeah. Can we please address the fact that they're driving a really shit ice cream it's van? It's a beige ice cream yeah. van. Like the least appetising colour. children or something. Is that the only tie to Mr. Frost? Oh! Ice that's cream? That's how he got his big company, but he had an ice cream Ice company. cream? Started out with ice cream? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's gotten sick because he refroze ice cream once and got mad, <laughs> you know, and now he knows that that made him evil. You know, it's a bit of a stretch to make someone who makes fucking yeah. ice cream for a living to be a heel. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, give him diabetes, but don't make him evil, you know. Mila Kunis was in this fucking movie. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Really young Mila Kunis. Out of nowhere. And she's the cool orphan. Yeah. She's also the science orphan. 
because they kind of had to double up because they could only afford three child actors. Yeah, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole orphanage. And a whole per big building. Yeah, big, big building. Big building. It's got a bell tower. Three yeah. kids. Three kids. And they have all the orphan Two adults. Jammed into three kids. As well as a bell tower. Didn't it also have a church yes, inside it? Yes, and underground caverns. Was Three it a kids. church? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a church it's in it as well. Yeah. Was the building just a church that had become oh, no, an orphanage? No, there was like a chapel within this. Yeah, right, sometimes okay. these okay. things have built-in chapels. For three kids. <laughs> for three kids. So there's the three kids, and Myla Kunis is pulling double duty because she's cool, yeah. but she's also science. Yeah. Then there is mopey kids. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. Grumpy and boy Then kid. there's little kid as well, who's just there to kind gremlin. of gremlin. Yeah, little gremlin fucking yeah. freak kid making noise. Oh, no, she's supposed to be like the adorable, cute one. I've called her blonde orphan. She yeah. is so not adorable. Oh. You hated her. I absolutely because you know what. I can fucking tell when a kid's putting that shit on and she's putting it on. Kevin's proper pointing when he's saying that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of pointing in cinema, so I just realised that. I mean, you we, never point in House of Wrestling. When I saw, it's on an accusatory podcast. Cinema Sorrow is very much, let me tell you something. <laughs> like, you <know. laughs> yeah, they decide to uh, chill out with the orphans and have some, like, they're staying over with them. Uh, They've been invited for dinner. Santa yeah. and Elf have been invited for dinner. Because they saved the man's life. And yeah. if you save him someone's life, the, he you get stopped dinner. the ice cream truck with his bare hands or a chain or something. <laughs> yeah. He, he stopped the man being killed, essentially. Yeah. Hulk Hogan saved another, he saved another, black, man. another black man he in did. this movie. Watch I, this movie. As I'm saying, <laughs> as I'm saying, okay, yes, go back, listen to the footage that was been released of Hogan yeah. saying the N word to his son who was in prison because Hogan gave his son alcohol and nearly caused the manslaughter of another human being. Yes, by all means, watch that footage. Hear Hogan casually discuss racist things with his son who's in prison. Yeah. But also watch Santa with muscles. That's yeah. always what both sides. Watch him stop a, an ice cream truck from hitting a black man. It's really important to stay really unbiased in these situations, <laughs> I feel. Hogan is not <laughs> apologised about this because he's just sitting there going, look, no, he has. it's up on YouTube for free. You can find out for yourselves. Does he really need to apologise, though? He did save a black man's life. <laughs> I mean, sitting here, he's going, right, Brooke wrote that poem, right? Also, yeah. Santa with muscles gives me, you know, free reign. So, he doesn't yeah. need to apologise. I'm sure he did a thing where he just looked really sad about being a racist. He did, like, no, an he interview. released a statement where he was like, I I'm sorry... I was not myself then. I'm sorry your feelings were hurt. Yeah, yeah. that was basically it. I'm sorry you can't handle it. <laughs> <That's laughs> apology. So we get a scene where Hogan is having some milk and cookies mm. and some of the cracks in the Santa armour begin to show. He's so worried about the fat content in the cookies and milk and the uh, elf guy is getting all pissed off with him because he's... Uh, He's starting to show through his his non-Santa. Yeah, I mean, habits. Santa clearly loves milk and cookies. The cookies yeah. look like pretty rubbish, though, because Hogan mm. bit into them and they were a bit they were a bit solid. They're orphanage cookies, mate. I'm just I'm sorry I have to do this. I know this isn't housey wrestling, but it did remind me of Taste of Tennille. Oh, absolutely! Constant reminder of the whey protein powder, muscle egg. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hugely so. So, as Hogan as well eats the cookie and drinks the milk, we are treated to the music from 2000 Space Odyssey, or 2001 Space Odyssey, aka Ric Flair's entrance music, as Hogan slowly brings the milk up to his mouth. Now, out of context, we thought that clip would be very funny because yeah. you've got the elf just going fucking apeshit as he realises that his fingerprint is on it. I am 100% uploading that clip okay, out yeah. of context onto YouTube. 
later this week. I mean, the whole film's on YouTube already, so you won't get anything. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they they all leave, and uh, the blonde girl kisses him. Blake, and uh, he visibly freaks out. Don't you notice that? Mm. And then he seems to like fantasize about the kisses. He like I don't know pulls this really weird face. He's maybe seeing the responsibility of being Santa. It's not just all glamour. You get to kiss children as well. He zones out, and then elf guy is all trying to get his attention, but he's too busy thinking about the kiss from the little girl. It's just really creepy. So we get like a little bit of a line which basically explains that Hogan didn't like wearing the beard in every scene so doesn't want to fill him with the beard in every scene. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't have to wear the beard in every scene. Everyone's like, oh, that's okay for me. You yeah. don't have to wear the beard in every scene. Because Mrs. Claus says it tickles and that's justification for not having a beard. Done. Hogan's got new gear as well. Yeah, because M- Myla Kunis has made him a muscle outfit. So she's obviously the handy one as well. She's got another, there's yeah. a third fucking very skilled child. I feel very weird about that as well. The fact the richest man in 10 states is getting orphan children to make his clothing for <laughs> How him. How do you become the richest man in 10 states? I ain't from buying clothes. Child labour. Easy peasy. <laughs> Hogan's new gear. Um, I had a good think about this. I was going to try and think of something witty. And then I just mm. gave up and said he looks like a fucking idiot. He does look like a fucking... Because he's got, like, wrestling tights on. He's got, like, the leggings. skin tight yeah. leggings. I'm really impressed that they managed to find a pair of leggings that fit a man who's six foot eight. <laughs> that's seriously... That's impressive stuff right there from yeah. Hogan. So the elf gets taken away to the baddie. Uh, it's a betrayal in the making. He gets kidnapped yeah. and... They talk to him through what well, I assume they predict what Skype is going to be. Yeah. Because he's on a telly given out to him. Is this right. some alternate reality, like distant future? <laughs> where they've got the only two things that are futuristic are the thumbprint ATM that knows your name and the big telly Skype that yeah. they've got. Yeah. Easy peasy. Then Elf Guy tries to, uh, he nicks Hulk Hogan's milk glass, which is, we find out that's why it's so dramatic that scene where he mm. watches Hulk Hogan drink milk and he tries to scan the thumbprint thing with the it's milk glass it's not how it works because I didn't get work. it in the actual slow motion scene for <laughs> a long time I was like what, what, is what happy the fuck is happening milk? <laughs> <laughs> he's really glad because he was worried about that fat content yeah. he's but getting his protein <laughs> you can in a lot of scanners if you photocopy the thumbprint it will work Yeah, and a lot even quite modern ones it will work what yeah it's true that they just they, they just pick up on the different you know, patterns but a glass it wouldn't work but the, Absolutely but the glass nice. does work. Like okay, it scans the glass yeah. because it's the wrong, oh, wrong thumb. thumb. <laughs> wrong thumb, dickhead. Fuck's hey. sake. So Hogan decides he's going to go pay a visit to the young girl inside of a church. And yeah. I was wondering, given the fact that this is very Santa heavy, if they were going to kind of nicely skirt around the whole Christianity elephant in the room. Because let's face it, that's some awkward shit right there. Mm. Um, Hogan dressed up like an S&M Santa yeah. talking to an orphan in a church seems tasteless to me. It seems really sad because she's talking about how her mum died and how she was taught her some song that she's singing and both her parents are dead and it's really, really sad and there's Hulk Hogan busy scratching himself in his Santa outfit looking a bit like a... <laughs> Tries to sing with her as well. She yeah. said something about fairies or something. I can't she's remember like, what. The windows over here, if the fairies are working, then the windows are wide up. If I can then- hear it through the cute voice. Hogan starts singing with her and then the, the windows just started lighting up all gloriously and I was expected to come back down and go wow I guess there was some magic left in those nope next scene next scene straight next away scene. next scene what what's going on shut up next scene <laughs> Hulk Hogan fights a doctor yeah now uh, the doctor baddie is really good I really like him I love, he's the I most convincing character yeah. absolutely the doctor character though 
doesn't feel like he should be able to go toe to toe with the muscular specimen of Hulk Hogan. No. I mean, he. I mean, I want Hogan to look strong in this movie, and this 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 guy, this <laughs> this guy, he, he comes, he gets too much in on Hogan. Yeah. There were some great one-liners in this, though. The patient suffers from tummy ache. He says as he punches him in the gut. Boom. And a splitting headache. And then he punches him, him in the head, the, in the head <laughs> to give him that. And then he says, take two of these in the morning, brother. And he gets the dictaphone and he shoves it in his mouth. But he didn't actually do it. It was the way like it's filmed is weird. I'm not sure what happened. They literally like freeze framed it before, yeah. and then he like went. Oh. It looks. <laughs> it looks horribly phallic when I, for, to me anyway. I don't know whether it's it, it didn't look Freudian nice. thing. I the, missed yeah. this bit, so I didn't uh, see the phallicness at all. It looked but, like he put a TV remote in his mouth, but it was the dictaphone what? that he has. Yeah. yeah, it goes back into the house to. Oh no, the mopey child is gone. Now, in a movie, this is usually kind of, whoa, one of the kids is missing. He's gone to the bad guy. Let's go get him. Oh, no, the bad guy's kidnapped the kids. Oh, we got a you know, da, 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 final mm. bite, and then we end. We all go home happy. Mm. But instead, what happens is, oh, no, the mopey boy is gone. Let's go get him. We go to get the mopey boy. The mopey boy is outside the baddie's house about to get him. Mm. Then he said, no, don't get him. That's naughty. That's naughty. And, quote, I'm only tough when I have to be. And then he just went home. Yeah. Now that was the definition of 10 minutes of padding. <laughs> they went right to the baddies' base, turned around, and went home. That's like going to the final boss in the game, realizing you haven't got enough health packs, well, and no. then going back to get more. He sends him home with Lenny. Does Hulk go in the house or anything? No, no they no. just went home. The whole point of that scene is to give Sage wisdom from Hulk Hogan to show character development, you know. I'm only tough when I need to be. Which is all the time, dude. I was trying to be like you. <laughs> yeah, the kid's got a little Dennis the Menace thing going on here as well. So I guess he's multi yeah, kid and shot. also, um, you know, a social kid as well. Mm. Yeah. Back at the house. Oh, yeah. They've got underground caves. Yeah. <laughs> which took a while to establish. We had all these shots of Hogan and co. walking through all these, like, fucking caverns and lights. I'm like, where where are they going? Yeah. What? And there's a big vault down there? I think I missed some really important dialogue. I think so. I zoned out for, like... 30 seconds, and then they were in a fucking crystal cave. They okay. were opening some magic door. Right. So they go downstairs into the caves. Right? Why? What, right. what instigates that? <laughs> because they're just showing him around, I think. Because they're bored. Right. <laughs> they know that there's this big door down there. And okay. They, I think they're showing the him Santa the door. Santa want to come look at the cave. He wants to look at the big door. Yep. They don't know what's behind it. They've never been behind that. Okay. Hulk Hogan comes down. He sees his initials on the door, BT. Right? Oh, and then they all like, thought that was British Telecoms. What's going on? <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. What's going on there? The kids know the first part of the combination. They figured it out that far, but they don't right. know the last one. Hulk Hogan has like a flashback to his childhood, and he, he knows the final number and opens the door. That's how they know. And he knew all along that the crystals were in there. Okay. Now the crystals are like the film needed to reinforce that. For yeah, people it really, really listening. So offhand <laughs> yeah. the way they do it. It's random. It's just like, oh, the initials were on a door. Open it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It was such an epic big door as well, and it was all yeah. windy. Behind Real like Vault One Hundred and One type thing. The tone of the film, just like that, was like this is different. gone, like yeah. completely changed. Yeah. It was full of chaos emeralds. Yeah, it was. Mila Kunis thankfully explains that the crystals are very valuable, apparently worth millions. Yeah, she knows a lot of stuff about that. Now, why did the orphanage not take advantage of this fact? That because they, they didn't know how to open the door. Ah, no, now hang on. The old black dude later on in the movie's like, he you were here when you were kids, and he yeah. knew that, so how did he not know it? Because he probably didn't hang out with them. So who put up the fucking door then? 
I think that was the there. children. No, I think that was there before Hulk. I think that was there when they built the orphanage when Hulk Hogan was there as a kid. It just seems like that, like kind of something which you should like look into at least. But the I, point I'm is, hoping for a prequel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> like going back. What the fuck? What, what was going that? on there with the crystals? The point is, the crystals are full of electricity. Yeah. And it, the kid drops one and it explodes. A Windows Movie Maker explosion. Yeah, and I was sitting there. I was really wondering, kind of going, oh, is this going to be one of these things now where they're going to talk about like crystals and light and energy, which are all areas of science that I'm at best fuzzy on. I, I love that kind of science and, where it's just like you mix light and water and energy, and then something magic happens, yeah. and that's all the science that's. <laughs> To it. Yeah, I think it was some point later on in the movie when they broke off the crystals and started using them as lightsabers. I'm like, yeah, this probably is some rude. <laughs> it's solid physical, geological science at all. Yeah. Hogan has his much anticipated moment of self doubt where he's like, who am I, brother? Why am I here? Am I even Santa Claus? And uh, before he has much time to process that, the doctor literally shows up to fight him again. Yeah. On his own! Another doctor fight. The only guy he's not got superpowers, he's literally the man's physician. And he's showing up with a brave look on his face to fight Hulk Hogan over, like, right to the front door. Mm. Ding dong, hello, fight, fight, fight. There was wow. a really good comment here that um, Ebner said. Ebner Abner? I don't know how you pronounce his name. Mm. He says, when I want your opinion, I'll have it surgically removed. Boom! Boom, boom, boom. boom. So good. <laughs> Also, Elf Guy gives Hulk Hogan his clothes back at this point, right? Yeah, he does. Telling him where he found them to stoke the flames of self-doubt. Yeah. yeah. Saying you were dressed up like this, you know, you could have been in, in trouble or something. Which means he's been carrying around Hulk Hogan's blood-soaked outfit for, like, three days. Quite quite some time, like. Yeah. He's got, he's just got all sorts, he was carrying a glass around as well, so he's obviously got a nap, knapsack of some sort, you know, <laughs> and that's all I'm guessing. So Hook now sort of knows who he is, but knows that he needs to be Santa anyway for the kid? He's not had no. his, he's not, he's still in, in amnesia, okay. he doesn't know who he is yet, because that happens shortly after he goes up to the to the bell tower, yeah, yeah. fights with the doctor, <laughs> toe to toe with the physicality. Another yeah. good line, Santa, you slay me Boom! from the doctor. It's yeah. Christmas! Wonderful. Oh, I love him. So Hogan beats him up and then falls off into a big rubbish. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He doesn't fall off. A robotic Santa pushes him off the yeah. roof. Much more serious, yeah. of course. So he falls off into a big old pile of rubbish. Santa's losing to a jobber here, really. He is. He? Uh, this would, Hogan would never like. This right. is never going to happen in, in IRL with Hogan. So Hogan gets jobbed out by the doctor, and he's lying in the rubbish, and he sees a Blake Thorne product. And he's like, oh. That's who I am. And he awoken in his cavernous mansion by characters you've not seen since the first scene in the movie. Yeah. And it's so like, oh, it was all a dream. It was all a Credits crazy dream. Great escape theme. <laughs> what really confused me here was that he, he immediately remembered about the orphanage. He picks up the phone. Yeah. And like the lady from the orphanage is like, it's, it's the baddies who have tapped into the phone, but they mm. somehow made it so the lady from the orphanage is like, oh, you're off. sick, I want nothing to do with you. They're just yeah. using a little dictaphone as well. They're not using any real fancy technology. He's pulled it out of his mouth. <laughs> was, there a, was there a scene earlier where she said all this disparaging stuff and they recorded it? No, I think it? they must have, like... Technology? They had her tied up or something and made her say it. I don't know what... 
That's how they did that. Because they kept, they kept, they they showed it. It was like, it was like the sexy electricity lady and the Trump man were like both on a phone. And then it cut over and then the doctor was on a phone. And then it cut again, like someone else is on the phone with a dictaphone. Mm. So they're all like linked up. And I expected the end of it just to be someone with like, you know, a handkerchief over the end of the phone just speaking normally. Like, and then it comes out as the woman's voice because they distorted it. It's recorded from a scene that's obviously not there. Did they get cut? Forcing her to do it? Maybe. I don't know. I'm willing to say, in Swirl, we usually try to avoid speaking so we can like try and pick up all the plot and not yeah. have any of this. Yeah. Two or three times in this movie, we got lost. Yeah. And we are not children. We, we are grown-ups with, with flats. <laughs> we are grown-ups with flats and national insurance numbers, and we didn't know what was going on. I was taking extensive notes throughout this film as well, literally like 10 pages, and I have no idea. Joe's notes are longer than the probable script of this movie. Yeah, and this is Joe that. who read the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> Joe knew about the, this is Joe who knew about the movie mm. beforehand. You can you lose know? the plot when you know what the plot is. <laughs> you can still get completely lost. So it's Christmas Day, and this lasts for some time, but yeah, the scientists... There's no big fucking deal about Christmas Day. No one's like, yeah, it's Christmas. No, it's, it's a Another sunny day in fucking California. People in the orphanage. It's regular day. They didn't. No one opened gifts. No. Why would they? They're in an orphanage that's supposed to be shut down. I guess celebrating. Mm. And on Christmas Day, the evil scientists break into the orphanage and like a bunch of fucking arseholes start spraying links everywhere. Yeah. Elf guy is still there. At the orphanage on Christmas Day, which is really sad. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go. Literally nowhere else to go. So the evil plot is revealed, which is he's been buying all the shoe shops and orphanages because he's basically like, it's like those evil people on Minecraft servers who find out where all the diamonds are and they they set up shop there. He set up shop over all the rare crystals so he can make all the enchanted objects. And uh, he's going to make the orphans do his mining for him. Yeah. Now, that's a great idea in theory, except there's three children, one yeah. of which is really small. going to take a long time to get those uh, crystals. I mean, <laughs> you might be better off, you know, going to, a, you know, making a few more orphans or something. I don't know. There's not enough yeah. for this business plan. Luckily, that never gets taken any further. I don't think the children are ever sent down they into the mine. Put on. They put the hats yeah. on and then in the next scene where you see the kids they don't have the hats on anymore. They're in like a kitchen. I mean, you can just see you can see all the wacky evil scientists in their wacky get-ups on Dragon's Den pitching this and it's like we got our business plan we're going to buy all this property and then Duncan Banatine's looking at the business plan going you've got three orphans that's nay a business and he's oosh you know he's straight oosh because of that. They've really overlooked this here. So Hogan decides to wake up Get himself together, and even though he's Blake Thorne, he's going to save them all anyway. Yeah. He's eating breakfast slime. It looks like an old... Sick. It looks like sick mixed in with... It's low, grey, isn't it? It's yeah. grey slime. It's yeah. gruel. And there was a red sphere there as well. It was like yeah. a red ball. I think it was an apple. It was way too spherical and shiny. It looked like a clown's nose. Well, in America, red nose day is on Christmas Day, so he was just still... Got the- Not even my clown makeup could cheer me up, dude. <laughs> the chef comes out to attack him, um, and Blake's obviously not, not feeling not it. Not feeling it, like. And uh, the chef says, but he loves to hit me. Yeah. It's great because all the, the guys from the first scene of the movie now become pivotal characters with their own names and so motives. So that scene was important. It was. Yeah. You should have paid attention. Because now he's got some cronies. They all get... And it's just like a repeat of the scene from the first movie because they all get... Sorry, from the... the first, it does seem like two movies. It does, doesn't it? It seems like a different movie. It's repeating the scene from the start of the movie where they all just get in to the paintball vehicles and yeah. they get chased by police again because, ah, terrorists. Same policeman. 
Same policeman, except yes. this time they get attacked with ingredients from Taste of Tennille. Spray some of that oil. It's got no calories, dude. Salad oil. Salad mm. oil. And then Blake's Whey protein powder. Now, I was thinking about this. That's actually quite a clever name. Do you, did either of you spot how they oh, spell Whey? Oh, Whey. W-H-E-Y. Whey. Isn't Curds and Whey. Yeah. Whey protein. Fucking Whey. Little Miss Hogan sat on her toga. Makes absolutely no sense how that would fuck up a car, which it does when they pour it on the road. But it's just sure. like you can't see. It's just like dusty. It's dust. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't seem to have many dust Get clouds. some way dust in his eyes. And as the dust is all there, that one of the cops goes, hey, I was in Desert Storm. I'm tough. It's kind of fun to see that, you know, only six months had passed and yet they were able to have a nice bit of a go at the veterans who went over and fought in Operation Desert Storm. Because you're only there for a short time. It's not a real war like Hogan would have been in so he gets to make fun of it you know easy peasy they get chased by the police some more one of the police has a bazooka fucking yeah. hell just takes that out of his car like just carrying that around just in case what was that going and, he, and then it gets shot into the other he, police he managed to shoot another policeman I'm not sure how that it was very like kind of they managed to photoshop the missile yeah. if that makes yeah. sense they obviously had no money but they tried their hardest yeah no. Very much so. Fair play to the filmmakers, whoever they were. They really giving it a good go. They had a really good go of it. Yeah. You know, they really did. So all the baddies get beaten up now by Hogan and the gang. Yeah, there's just sequential scenes of each of the baddies getting their comeuppance. The stinky chemist gets stink gassed. Yeah. They reroute the stink gas into his thing. And I'm like, he probably will suffocate if you do that for too long. But he just falls into some hay. Easy and he's all smelly. It's probably like a big Trump. Yeah. That's funny. Kids like that. Yeah, yeah. The lady attacks Hogan. And uh, instead of like just... She's got electric powers. And I was like, touch his heart. Kill yeah. him. Well, this is in the church. In and the church. There's another baddie who comes in. A big... And again, the same thing again, which yeah. is the... Oh, it's another baddie. He rips off his shirt. He's got a Fu Manchu. He does the big fucking... Rawr, I'm going to fight you in a, a martial arts style. And then Hulk just kicks the church bench thing. And, and it hits him in the face. To which the lady responds, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you? Yeah, and <laughs> Lenny says he wouldn't, but I would. I think that's like a the, good comeback. The way he does it, though, because Lenny's Lenny the Elf, he's up in the like the church up in near where the organ is, and he leans over kind of, I'd hit a woman. Then pours water on <laughs> her. With a fucking winning smile, yeah. and then pours water on her. My theory there is that they wanted a way to attack the woman without Hulk Hogan becoming more problematic. Yeah, yeah, hitting a woman. Yeah. Whereas comedy sidekick guy, he's not really that threatening, so like, he can get away with it. Saying, I would hit a woman. Well, I mean, at least he said that and then just poured water, because yeah. I was worried. He's like, I'd hit a woman. He was like, <laughs> he, there, he walks down, down slowly, opens the door, and then like, you know... <laughs> Boom, you know. Sadly, not sadly, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully that was not the case. Yep. And what's a little bit of exposition happens here in the midst of what is meant to be the baddies are getting all their come up. It's like Hogan's literally walking into the next room and the and the old wise Batman is literally sat there. Yeah. Can I just chill have a chat? as you like. Like not care the fact that the door's been kicked in, there's children being forced to work downstairs. He's yeah. just looking for me some photographs. And he's being always goes, oh, this is you. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Look at this photograph. This is you and the baddie from the movie. The baddie from the movie was an orphan with him as yeah. well. And they were both in this orphanage. So that's 
why the name's on the door. And yeah. Has Hulk Hogan got his memory back at this point? Yes. Sort of. How come he doesn't How did remember? he not know? He has how, no idea about this. At the start of the movie, they were like, hey, this orphanage needs your... How do they not know that oh, okay. this is the orphanage you went to? I will say they did do a little bit of foreshadowing there because when he dresses up as Santa and he beats up the original jerks yeah. who steal the orphanage money, mm-hmm. he sees the sign for the orphanage and he's like, I have to help, brother. And oh. then he's like, I don't know why, I just had to help. But he really that... understood this movie. <laughs> I don't know, just explain how he got his memory back and still didn't know that he was an orphan at that orphanage. Yeah, though. I guess he's like repressed the memory of being yeah. a child. When do you start forming memories? Do you know what I think happened here? Wow. I think that this scene happened and was originally filmed and meant to be in the movie before he got his memory back. Because yeah. it would make sense that the guy is sat there, chill as you like. I think there were lots of rewrites and scenes moving mm. about in this film. Hogan with his damn creative control. Yeah. So they decide to put the English doctor on ice. Yeah. They put him in a freezer. Via the woman seducing him, yeah. kind of. Well, yeah. Not so much seducing him as uh, playing up to his Well, agreeing weirdness. to have sex with him. Yeah, that's that, that's true. She did she did agree to have that. Now I've always thought that this is something that they do way too much in like movies, cartoons, and games, which is showing to kids that putting someone in a freezer is like is funny and wacky and like yeah. ah they'll get they'll turn into an ice cube or be a bit cold. Yeah, you will die of hypothermia. Like, if he it was called Mister Frost, that would have been funny. Yeah, I can't help but think that like that was Mister Blight. Mister Blight. Doctor Blight. Doctor Blight, not Mister Frost. <laughs> Doctor Blight was the name of a. A Batman villain, I think. There was a guy called Blight. But anyway, yeah. My job used to involve cleaning big, big freezers. Cold meat freezers. There. It is cold, but you wouldn't die unless you were there for a very long time. If you were there in a and shirt and no, and no jumper on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this doctor's thing. That's not a warming also, coat. Also, Dr. Blight is in Blighty. Blighty, hey! hey! Dr. Limey. I don't, I don't know whether it was that clever or not. So, yeah, um, Dr. Protestant has been frozen solid then, yeah. so, you know. Um, so Hogan goes downstairs into the caverns to mm-hmm. have his showdown with the main bad guy. The main bad guy, by the way, is the chap with no eyebrows from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. the guy with alopecia. He's got to get past the geologist, though, hasn't he? The well, geologist manages to open the yeah. door here. He op- yeah. The geologist yeah. opens the door and they just open it on him. Yeah. yeah, he slams it in his face and knocks him out. I was hoping that they would throw a jolly big rock at him or something, like, yeah. geologize this, but, you know, sadly there wasn't enough time or money for yeah, that. He doesn't get very good comeuppance, does he? He just he, gets, he just hit gets by a door, door three times. Yeah. Three hits, you're a boss, you're out. Easy. Yeah. Blake you know? says, being Santa opened my eyes. And not in a good way. So Hogan has his final showdown. Yeah. And it really doesn't feel like a final showdown when you've got OP Hulk Hogan fighting a man with respiratory disease and assumedly, mm. like, I don't know, has don't, he got AIDS? Is that what does. we're just, I think he just doesn't want to get a cold or something. I think no, he's just he gets really, really sick. He does get sick really sick. easily, sick. though, because they okay. show later that he does get sick too easily. I thought he just hated germs. Yeah, no, they, they have a little bit of a fight, and he's in this big, like, crisp packet thing. You think that, you know, if any the rules of an action movie with a kid, if someone's in a big crisp packet, oh no, don't touch my special suit. That yeah. someone like just nicks it or like, oh no, and that's it. But Hogan is like, has a sword fight with them. It's, Using yeah. crystals, like it's a Jedi They look like lightsabers, lightsaber yeah. yeah. It was very, yeah. I mean, I know Christmas, Star Wars is out at the moment, so treat yourselves with a little bit of Santa with muscles. Yeah. Ebna starts smashing all the precious crystals. Because mm-hmm. he's a fucking idiot. What a dick. He's a serious dick. And then... Uh, it, it's actually up to the owner of the orphanage who comes over and she just like pulls out his plug and he's like oh no and finally and they all are like yay and then 
the place is going to explode. It's going to blow! Yeah. And the place is going to explode. Fine, if you're going to go that way. Which means the Kunis figures out. Yeah. And then the geologist the backs ge- her up on it. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is, yes, it will. That little will. girl is right. That little girl, just to confirm, is as smart as me. <laughs> now, the guy who spent the entire movie trying to avoid any contact with, with germs or the air at all, just totally chill, walks outside with him, no yeah. bother. Doesn't care. Yeah. That's fine. That's his one, the one character trait that he actually had yeah. and he didn't follow through with it. No. Maybe Hogan thought it wouldn't work. Anticlimactic, isn't it? He so just, much so. I yeah. wanted to see him go, no! And ride around and have yeah. little big buggers come out his eyes. He seems mildly disappointed. I, yeah. I wanted left. to see him shit himself or something like that. You <laughs> know? just miffed. And they're like, ha ha, you've got compromised white blood cells. Ha 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 Serves you right. So they all go outside. Yeah. They've been in this dark cave, right? And they come outside and it's the fucking hottest day of the year. And it's we spent such a long time in the cave that I forgot that it's always sunny in this film. It's always sunny it's like, in this movie. It's supposed yeah. to be Christmas Day. Yeah. The only Christmas thing. swelteringly Where hot. Where are they? California. They're in California. Yeah. What's winter like at California? I don't actually know. It probably I mean, is hot. It's, it's hotter, but again, this looked like it was filmed on it's the hottest day of the year. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Make yeah. it look a bit winter. The only Christmas thing. I mean, this is a scene now where you now have an orphanage imploding into a vortex of energy yeah. the most Christmassy thing is if you can make out Hogan does have his Santa hat on still <laughs> and as this orphanage is exploding into pink lightning I just couldn't yeah. help but think it's Christmas <laughs> I want Naughty to go in there look to the future so they've got no orphanage and like, all the baddies the orphanage just kind of flops over it like does. it's made of paper it's really they managed to not explode it in, yeah. in a way that was within on target within budget. It melts. <laughs> right. If this crystal underground thing is all throughout the neighbourhood, it like blown up, this, yeah. Yeah, everything should have been destroyed, not just the orphanage, right? Yeah. The shoe shop would have been kaput as well, I would have thought. Yeah. So they arrest all the baddies because they're baddies. Yeah. And then they Burrow don't have orphanage for the so he makes his house an orphanage. Yeah. And in the last scene... There's loads of orphans. Hogan made a load of orphans for them to hang out he, with. He killed a load of parents. He killed a load of parents. <laughs> but what I love about the fact that his mansion, we didn't see this earlier, but he apparently has a fantastic, wonderful view of a nearby co-ed prison. Yes. Where the villains are conveniently being kept. And I like as well, you know, just this, the, the consistency that the uh, the lady in as well had a sexy prison outfit. Did she? And her high-heeled boots. Oh, for how nice of them to let her not only go into a man's prison, but dress provocatively and give her her kick-ass boots. At least they're letting orphans like just have lots of fun by watching them in their telescope. I'm just saying, all these kids are going to be down there looking at her through a telescope and there's nothing that she can do. That's horrible. It's gross. A lot of kids there are going to have their first ever sexual awakening probably through that <laughs> telescope. Um, Lenny's still living in the orphanage. <laughs> he's cool. Him. Like, he's just there That's now. That's what he does now. Yeah. Fine. Still dressed as an elf as well. Isn't he, he has the hat, like he has the hat that he just he's just down to the hat. Yeah. Right. Oh, and at some point Lenny gives Hulk his money back or something. Yeah, he did. He gave him the money back. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. Because he, he's nice. Because yeah, like it matters. <laughs> Who cares? And the mo- and the movie ends with Hogan throwing his Santa hat onto it's like bush. a bush that's been cut in the shape of I don't know what it was you, supposed to be. You went, it's a reindeer. And he, I said it was a reindeer. You said it was a reindeer, and then Hogan throws his hat in, it and I just went, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then the credits roll. <laughs> Your last words actually watching this was fuck this movie. Yeah, no, nah, and I will I will repeat it. <laughs> fuck this movie. 
I'm going to say right uh, now, we should have done Jingle all the way. But yeah. then, be that as it may, we have finally watched Santa with Muscles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, one and all. And to all, good night. That was a challenging watch. That was a movie. <laughs> that was a movie. And I'll honestly say, there are movies that are so bad, they are good. Not this, this one. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I would definitely say, unless you've got a podcast to record, that this movie is a good I would totally watch it again. Well, why did you like it better? I'd totally, if I was like at a party with friends and we wanted a silly movie to watch, I'd suggest this. Because it's okay. wacky and fun. I guess it's because it was so, like... Not Christmassy. Yeah, it was so not Christmassy. That's like it, okay. It could have been because like, it was like any other Hogan movie. Yeah, Amnesia mm. thinks he's like Mr. Nanny is this exact movie except instead of uh, Santa he thinks he's he's, he's nanny. a nanny. Right. You know, it didn't have to be Santa. I thought maybe mm. that's why. What do you think, like, Sam? T- to me, it wasn't shit enough that it was funny. How shit it was. Like, the I did a big laughs. Because it was such a rubbish movie. It was nearly okay, mm. but it was just a bit... Hogan nah. wasn't shit enough. No, he wasn't. He was okay. Terrible. That's the thing with Hogan, because I mean, like, well, if you watch something really low rent with like a Dolph Lundgren or a Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme, they can hardly fucking speak. It the wasn't language. an embarrassing performance. I but Hogan think. was just, he was a solid three out of five. Yeah. yeah. You know, he showed up, he read the script, he learned all his lines off, he knew them all, yeah. and he said them all. He had some muscles, and he was Santa. And he was you Santa. can't fault him on that. I mean, I'm not sure what we were looking for. We yeah. got what we were we were advertised. We did this to ourselves, really. What were you expecting? I'm not sure. <laughs> Something some else. highbrow, like, statement on Christmas in the modern day. Like. I guess I think that there was just... Maybe because there wasn't very Christmassy music in it. I, I think uh, it's possible to make a movie seem more Christmassy. An extended metaphor on the War of Christmas, maybe, you maybe. were expecting. And uh, Hogan just comes up at the end. He's like, I don't care what anyone says, brother. Merry Christmas. Wink. Another ends, Christmas. You know. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no. No, that's a different one entirely. You've... So, Sam... If you were to give this a oh. how to wipe rating, um, what would it be? I'd give it how to wipes out of five. Bah humbug, you've heard it here first. Some of that there Pepsi Max, though. <laughs> Not the, cops the real cough medicine. <laughs> <sighs> 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 I mean, Christmas is obviously a special time for for, for, for movies and whatnot. But oh, sorry, you just spat all over. How did that get over there? <laughs> oh Jesus! Wow, <laughs> that's some distance. It's a Christmas miracle. How did that even happen? I, I coughed like that. I have no. But I saw it go onto my screen. Oh, oh, Jesus. That is not the worst one ever. I'm going to get you some. I just put it somewhere in my flat. There was one time we did the Edgehair podcast and had him laugh so loud. Like a bright green, like torpedo shaped snot flew out of his nose and went all over Billy's lap. Like it was huge. And it's funny because it was a really big joke and it was like, we were all like, there's this huge hysterical laughter yeah. and all you hear was Billy going, Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. Because there were chords as well, so it really ruined it. And uh, I had to edit it, and it was really awkward because it was like, ha 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 ha! 
Because <laughs> <laughs> like nothing cuts the mood quite like uh, someone. It's not that. Yes. It, genuinely, I was worried I was actually going to be sick there. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, yeah, can you wipe my screen? <laughs> Honey, I love you, but that's the worst interruption ever. <coughs> It just feels weird. <laughs> it was really. <coughs> 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 got some cough syrup. <laughs> Joining in. Um, that, that, that's it, basically. What the fuck did I write there? <coughs> Don't know. <coughs> Glass.